Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'm not expecting gourmet here. I would have given $100 for well done. This was beyond well done. It was white. And then when you took a bite of it, it turned to dust. Yeah. It was like I staked a vampire in my mouth and it just turned to dust. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Football Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. Saturday Showcase. All the biggest games from the weekend. That is coming up at 334. The season premiere of NFL Picks at 448. Oh, Bone and I can be disappointed against the listeners. Mm-hmm. And I'm, tool of the week. Hold on a second. Oh, sorry. I, I think forgot. You're, you're, you're so excited. but I am. I'm excited. On. I'm fired up. Tool of the week at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Last year, if people don't remember, we went undefeated against the listener. It was a, a I don't think tremendous we, accomplishment. I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Ted, you can confirm that, right? We yes, I verify Every that, single yeah. time. We beat them every single time. Yep. So that's just yeah, how I, that goes. I took the prize home. Ted, <laughs> Ted did. I had a lot of pizza. Oh, it was pizza last year. That's right. That was where we had six pizzas. Medium pizzas. Medium pizzas. <laughs> That's six right. of them, though. You get six pizzas, but they're medium. I don't know if we're going to have the same prize every single week, but today's prize for the NFL picks is, is a it? Rusty Bucket gift card today. Ooh, very nice. Sneaky good at the bucket is their cheesesteak sandwich. I've had that. It and comes it with like a little delicious. Philly sauce is what they call it. A white, creamy, delicious sauce. I don't care what they call but it. But I also like to dip my fries in oh that's underrated that's a, that's a pro tip right there yeah yep have you had their brunch no they don't have brunch at the rusty bucket i can tell you this thanks for setting me up teddy <laughs> i can tell you this because we uh we were at the bucket uh-huh. a couple weeks ago yeah you know we like to eat early it's 11 o'clock 11.05 a perfect brunch time and, quite honestly uh, well it's it's fine we sat down i table next to us got seated mm-hmm. seven women yeah they were speaking as they do, took took a look at the menu, and then got up and left. Well, said, I, said to the waitress, I thought you had brunch. You don't have brunch. Right? Like, hey. Oh, no. They wanted their brunch. White people love brunch. People, yeah. That's a that's a big deal. The brunch community. I never got into the brunch community, that's though. That's because I've, when I when we were never gone. We were kids. We weren't there was no brunch. Oh, there was brunch. There we was not, we brunch was we not going. a thing. We weren't going. I know. I'm telling you, brunch was not a thing. If you called up a restaurant 20 years ago and said, hey, when are you serving brunch? They'd laugh at you and say, it's not Easter, and hang up the phone. <laughs> is it Mother's Day? Is it Easter? We don't have brunch. And they'd yell at you. Yeah, I guess there is a, a, a total subculture now around brunch. But 
in in fairness to people, it is delightful when you have brunch. I just never go, and I've never really understood the fascination completely with rearranging my whole day to get to not breakfast, but also well, not lunch. That's the thing. See, that's how you know you're not a true fat ass. You don't condense your meals. You want to maximize the amount of meals that you eat. Yeah. You don't combine breakfast and lunch. You have both. I used to get so mad because we, you know, very religious. That's probably also Sunday mornings for us. There was no time for brunch. We were on to church. We were there. Oh, was it every every Sunday? Every Sunday. Why? I don't know. It was Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Oh. Oh, we had Awanas. Oh, oh my. Awanas. Oh, oh yeah. Awanas was like Christian boy slash girl scouts. Like they weren't boy or girl scouts, but it was that type of stuff where you earned badges can for I, doing tasks. Can I tell you something? A little that? secret. Okay. Boy scouts is Christian. That's fine. Like how much more Christian no. are we getting here? Like you got merit badges for reading Bible verses. Like if you, if you could memorize a number of Bible verses, you'd get a badge and you got, but it was the same type of thing where they'd have a little, you had a little sash. You had different levels you could attain to. We had books. Did you have the Pinewood Derby, but just with the Pope Mobile? (laughs) No, no, it was uh, it was a Lincoln because it was based off of Abraham, and they thought that's close enough. Abraham Lincoln Bible, Abraham. We did everything. We shoved it in there. No, but that was. So I'm just saying, we were at church all the time. So I we never brunch was not a thing for us. What we did have was what my brother and I, brother Bone and I, called Linner. Which would be we'd get home from church, and now this is again my parents are allowed to do it how they wanted to. This is not how I would do it, but we would arrive back from church after gab fest, after Sunday school, and then the full church service, and then the singing afterwards, and then the meet the pastor and oh such a great sermon pastor, and then talk for half an hour as me and my brother are like stomachs are caving in, and then we'd get home kick off the shoes, change out of the Sunday clothes, and then my parents would go, well, ah, time to get dinner ready. Let's make a big pot roast. It'll take four hours. And so by like 3.30, we would finally have some semblance of lunch that then became like, well, and we're going to get ready to go back to church in a few hours here, so that's just just eat a lot because that's going to be dinner too. Go back to church. Oh, yeah, Sunday night. Oh, we had Sunday, Sunday night. Another sermon. Same pastor. Just a little bit different oh, you're, perspective. You're, you're blowing Ooh. my mind. Oh man, we were, and then Wednesday night, same guy, new sermon, and then kids were off to. There was no kid stuff on Sunday nights. That was just our opportunity to sit there and be bored. When did you go talk to Trey Sermon? <laughs> when did you talk to former just, oh, Buckeye running back? Trey I want to tell you the the best thing was I had a buddy named Joe that I sat with, and and like some of the kids that were my age, we would sit off in the corner. And we just made fun of everything because we, I, we couldn't, I couldn't do it three times a week. One time a week, I was good. I was pious. Three times a I week. was respectful. I couldn't do it on Christmas Eve. That was Christmas Eve and Easter. No, pretty much the extent of my church. Yeah, I get it. And that's 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 fairly that's fine for me though. I'm saying we were like Sunday evening was casual service, more or less. They didn't call it that, but you could show up in like jeans and a nice shirt. Sunday mornings, we were dressed, like dressed up, had the had the proper attire. I had a little tie on, Look clip on. Oh, yeah. Oh, clip on. Yeah, clip on. Right. Well, I was like, you know, seven or eight. Okay, all right. Yeah, but anyway, I'm just saying, so lunch, dinner, that used to tick me off because I'm like, I'm getting gypped because of the Lord. 
And so maybe that's why the Lord. maybe that's why I got out of the religion. If they'd add more food options for me, maybe I would have been okay. But yeah, brunch is no good. The combined lunch dinner thing after church, that's no good. I need two meals after that long church service. I need a lunch and then I need another dinner. That's got to happen. That's the beauty of this show. It's a winding road and you never know where it's going to go. Anyway, football Friday. NFL season opened up last night. Bills taking it to the Rams, just like I predicted. <laughs> yeah, how about that I said, Ken Dorsey I said offense? yesterday, man, when Ken Dorsey takes over your <laughs> offense, sky's the limit. Josh Allen, my guy, they were humming. Uh, it was 31 to, what was it, 31 to 10 was yeah, the final. It, it and it could have been. been even worse than that. It, the, well, they had two turnovers in the first half that were pretty Flukey. much given, yeah, gifts from the Bills that kept the Rams kind of in that game, but otherwise. It should not have even been that close, but yeah, that was a that was pretty much a complete roasting and toasting by the Bills of the Super Bowl champs. So their their hype train will not cease probably unless they like lose four straight or something. They're going to be the season favorite, I think, going forward until further notice. Well, everybody right? was talking about him in the off season, and yeah. you know you can say, "Ah, oh, it's one game." It's like, yeah, all right, it's one game, but it's one game against the defending Super Bowl champs. When you had an entire offseason, they're not immune to this. They hear it. Everybody's telling you how great you are. And then you go out there and there was no let up whatsoever. You were that great. You look just as good as advertised. Now they have to go out and do it 16 more times. But man, they look good last night. And here's something else that surprised me. Look, I understand in a market like that, you're going to have opposing fans in the building. But I think there were more Bills fans there than Rams fans last night. Yeah, And this isn't some rando week seven or eight game. You're talking about the the game after you've won the Super Bowl. Rams have won the Super Bowl. They are raising the banner. You would think of any game you'd be able to keep opposing fans out. Because the rich Rams fans who own those tickets would say, no, I'm not selling. I don't care how much you offer me, $5,000, I don't care. This is the first time I get to see my team as they raise the banner. Nope. They sold their tickets to Bills fans. Well, it's amazing too, right? Because they had the NFC Championship game was in L.A., right? Yes. Super Bowl was in L.A. And the Niners, by the way, their fans at the time... I remember because Niners took over that place. Yeah, Matt, the Stafford's, Matt Stafford's wife was talking about that on social media where she was like, I, it, it's got to be better. Like, it was so loud in there for the Niners. I've never seen anything like this. And I played in Detroit, or he played in Detroit. We Rams watched all these games in Detroit. We're working on a silent count in yeah. the NFC Championship game. And Stafford said last night they had to do it again. Right. That's, again, I know they're not in, I know they're not in LA because they think it's the greatest fans they've ever found to watch football. They are going to L.A. The NFL went to L.A. because of the corporate dollars that are there. The having a giant, it's basically like they want to have they want to have their place in Los Angeles because every big business has a a thing in Los Angeles, right? Every big business has an office in New York, in Chicago, and in L.A. Usually, if not there, San Francisco. There's like the big giant corporations all do that. That's what the NFL's in LA for. Not because the fan base is rabid for football and not because the fan base loves the Rams. There are a lot of rabid fans in LA who moved there from places like Buffalo. And when Buffalo has their team come in, they say, time to get my Buffalo gear on and go out and support my team. Let alone all the other people who no, just travel. I, I get that, but they shouldn't be able to get in the building. Well, you're not going up to just some rando person on the street saying, hey, I'll give you $5,000. And then, of course, they'd say, oh, yes, I don't need this ticket. These people are already rich that have Rams tickets. What are you selling your ticket? Trust me, there were plenty of Notre Dame fans with means 
who wanted to go to that game on Saturday night. Guess what? Lots of them couldn't get in. There was a nice chunk of fans there, but outside of one or two moments during that game, did you notice them? Did you hear them? Did Ryan Day's offense have to go on a silent count at home? No, because Buckeye fans kept their tickets because the game mattered to them. Yeah, I would I would think, too, there would be a lot of people in L.A. who would be of the mindset, even if they aren't diehard Rams fans, because those tickets are so costly, especially for big games. I would think they would be of the mindset to say, oh, no, sorry, I'm not selling my tickets to you, peasant. I've <laughs> I don't need your money. I'm I turned down. They'd be at they'd be at brunch going. I turned down tickets for five thousand dollars because I didn't want to sell them because I love the Rams. Like they would just they would want to have the the honor of saying I don't need the five grand. I want to show how cool I am and I want to be a part of this big thing. Clearly that ain't the case. Like clearly there's not enough of those people that love the Rams to that level or even want to be a part of the big event to that level that they can't keep Bills fans out of the building. Well, that's the thing. If it's you know week seven or eight, I get it. First week of the season when you raise the banner, I don't get it. Also, I get it. Bills Mafia, very strong. But yeah, it's right. not like Bills Mafia is two hours. Like San Francisco, that is a little more doable given that there are probably a lot of Niners fans who just live in L.A. I'm sure there are some Bills fans that live in L.A. Can't be enough that it would overtake the building, right? I mean, no. that's, that's not a great look for L.A. But either way, all around ass-kicking by the Bills in the stands, on the field, Everywhere last night. We'll talk some Buckeyes coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays on I-71 northbound before 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow from 670 in this area. Please be cautious as things get cleaned up. Plan about a 10-minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples count books, and two pocket poly folders are just 50 cents each. Offer ends on the 10th, limit 30. This year, go forward to school with Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The only thing scarier than Bones and allergies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday. It's Football Friday. T-Bone's going to tell us about water. I will tell you, man, the thing that annoys me around the house is when there is a persistent problem that does not get addressed because it's just not top of mind, right? But it always comes up. Like, for example, if you've got problem water and you see the spots on the dishes, when does that usually happen? Usually when you're trying to get a nice cold beverage. Why? Maybe because you're trying to enjoy a football game this weekend or something. I don't know. But you'll see it and go, ugh, that's gross. And then you'll remember the stain up in the bathtub and you'll say, yep, the water sucks here. I need to get that fixed. Why don't you take care of that now? Start the process. Check out ConnecticutColumbus.com. Go set up an appointment with them today, and then next week they'll come out, they'll look at your water, and they'll help you figure out what you need to get in your house. Maybe it's the whole home treatment that I have in my house, K5 drinking water station, where we don't need bottled water anymore. All that stuff is great, but Connecticut Columbus, they can tailor a solution to whatever the water problems are in your house, even if you're like at Mike's house and you have dead bodies everywhere. ConnecticutColumbus.com, get the funk out of your water. 
I cut you off that time. You so know, my my dishwasher's having a hell of a time getting the blood stains yeah. off of the glasses. I knew, it. I knew that was coming. Will this help? I don't know about blood stains. It's just more like natural minerals that occur oh, in like regular dishwashers. So it doesn't not take in, care of blood? Well, if you have a murder dishwasher, then no. I do put severed body parts in my that's, dishwasher. That's what I'm saying, right? That's probably not the thing. Not the thing to do. Uh, college football playoff committee is meeting. They did meet about moving up the timeline for the expanded 12-team playoff. They met yesterday. Here's what Kevin Warren had to say, Big Ten commissioner. All right. I feel even better coming out of the meeting than I did going in it, and I was positive going into the meeting. But we have a lot of experienced people and have common goals, money, and it was a very productive meeting. So I'm very pleased where we are, and we have a lot of work to do, though. We have a lot to get done. Okay. So they're going to move this up to 2024. I'm, I'm thinking that's what is being said there. It's what it sounds like. But we all got together in a room and we all looked each other in the eyes and said, would you like to make money sooner? Right. Everybody said yes. Well, and, and I'm quite sure there had to be a little bit of hat in hand from all of the other commissioners that are not Greg Sankey. Right. Greg Sankey was the one who wanted this 12 team system was the biggest advocate for it. All the other commissioners, because rightfully so, they were mad at him for busting up the Big 12. And then from there, that's you've seen what the fallout has been since, where all this realignment talk has led to USC and UCLA joining the Big 10, among other things that may happen down the road. All those other commissioners basically can't stand Sankey because of that. But Sankey's the one who said, that's what we're doing, and we should have done it nine months ago. And now they're all going, yeah, I, I guess we should have. And so I'm guessing they probably had to eat a little crow well, while they're in that meeting. Well, maybe they did. And look, I'm all about spite and holding a grudge. And I'm sure Sankey's like, oh, so now you're all on yes, my side. Right. Well, maybe I don't want it right now. That's all well and good, but you're not going to give up your financial windfall just for spite. No, I will I'm get on board. Not. I'm just saying that's probably where this meeting where it's like, yeah, we all got on the same page. It's a really good team. Yeah, it's probably a lot of the other commissioners going to Greg Sankey and saying, all right, we get it. We're doing it. How quickly can we make get this done? And then there probably had to be a little cajoling, a little bit of, yes, him saying, well, 2026 seems fine to me. We don't need to wait. We're making plenty of money in the SEC. And then they all say, all right, knock it off, dude. What do we got to do? And that's, you I'm guessing right. that, that's how that conversation went. In in nicer, more business-like terms, I'm giving you the high-level summary of what I think happened there. Uh, Buckeyes getting ready for Arkansas State, Arkansas State, noon kick tomorrow. Catch all the action right here on the fan. What time's pregame start, Teddy? Is that 6.30 or 6? It's uh, pretty early. Yeah, I think it's 6.30. 6.30 yes. in the morning. You yeah. know my rule. I love your rule. If there's live pregame on, that means it's time to drink. Yep. Well, you don't have to, but it's available no, to no, you. It's, it, right. It's not forced drinking. It's just you have the option to. You can do it if you choose to. If you don't ever drink, you don't even have to worry about that rule. But if you do like to drink, good news. You've got the choice to do so. So C.J. Stroud said uh, this week when talking about Notre Dame and what a struggle that was, hey, man, it's first week of the season. First games are always tough unless you're playing total bums. Notre Dame was not total bums. Right. Arkansas State is. Now, in fairness to them, they went out and killed Grambling last week, as they should do. They're also favored to lose this game by 44 and a half points. Buckeye offense had some problems week one against Notre Dame's defense. I do not expect to see that tomorrow. If we do, then then we'll have some cause for concern. Yeah, I would tend to think the offense will get it going early and often tomorrow. And I would tend to think the defense should have 
its way with however they want to. Now, perhaps the number of 44.5 doesn't get covered because if I'm Ryan Day, if I'm all these coaches, I know what you're saying to the media and I know what you're saying to the players publicly and all that. But after you get through two quarters of this game, I would hope the expectation is by halftime, you're up multiple touchdowns, and I mean four or five, not two or three. And then your hope is in the second half, maybe you have one drive for the starters again, and that's it. Then then it's all backups all the time. So I'm guessing there's a little bit of that going into this week, too, of what do we need to figure out? Who do we need to see rotationally? Well, that's exactly right. And I would be, I'm sure that's a lot of what their focus has been. Even though I guess publicly it's not wise to admit that, I'd have to believe some of that goes into it. He's not going to admit it, but you're exactly right where he's saying, what do we have to see? You know, Nick Saban talks about rat poison. Oh, don't don't uh, discount our opponent. That's disrespectful. We're not going to eat that rat poison you're throwing out there. Ryan Day is not going to come out and say, Arkansas State, they're a bunch of bums. As a matter of fact, he came out this week and his compliment was, well, they're very well coached. Okay. Great. You know, he knows who his opponent is tomorrow and it's not arkansas state it's their own standards yeah that's, that's who correct. he's that's who they're facing tomorrow their own standards not just going out there and beating their opponent because that's a foregone conclusion that's going to happen how do you do it what's that film going to look like when you watch it after the game that's what they're playing for tomorrow yeah i also saw cj had an interesting quote about someone asked him about you know being one of the top offenses in the country and the the goal of doing that and he had his quote was this, hopefully we are the number one offense we want to be, but that's not our main goal anymore. We just want to win games. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I, I'm, I, I'm guessing that is a little bit of a mentality shift within the program too, from Ryan Day saying, let's not get caught up on how great of an offense we can be. Let's be an offense that wins every game. You know what I mean? That That is a different thing. If you are the most high-powered offense in the country, Who's been that over over periods of time in the past? Like Texas Tech used to be the most high powered offense back in college football. Go count how many championships Texas Tech won when they had the most high powered offense. When Pat Mahomes was throwing for eight thousand yards, or whatever it was, right? Like being the number one offense is not the goal. It's nice being a top five, top ten defense. That's a goal I want to see. I definitely want to see a focus on being a better defense. I want you to be the defense that can win all your games. And not just the ones you play against Arkansas State. I want this offense to be an offense that wins all its games and not just when you play Arkansas State. So you need to show that the the explosiveness is still there. I'd like to see a little more of that out of the offense. But I'd also like to see the guys who may not get to play a ton unless there's an injury have more opportunities like we saw last week. Notre Dame, we didn't know they're going to be two of the top receivers out of that game. Suddenly you had a walk-on had to show up and start making a play. That's, that's what we're going to hopefully see some more of tomorrow is Guys who are not always going to be in the spotlight having a chance to be so. We get you ready for the top games on the schedule tomorrow with the Saturday Showcase coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-71 northbound before 11th Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from 670 as it recovers. Plan on some residual delays. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build meditation apps or feed the planet. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. It's Football Friday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, NFL picks coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. The first chance to compete against us. We will dominate you. What are those called again? NFL picks? Picks! Picks! Oh, can't wait for a season full of picks! Picks! Yeah. Common Man and T-Bone present Saturday Showcase. Sponsored by Roosters. A fun casual joint. And the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. All right. Game number one. Number one. Alabama on the road in Austin for Texas. This is the big nooner on Fox. Oh, yeah. It's going to be hot. And sticky is the prediction, of course, for the weather at least. We'll see what this does to slow down Bama's high-powered offense, but you missed it. Bryce Young put on a show in week one. Now that was Utah State. Little different stakes here against Texas. But also, Texas, as good as they started off their their season with a nice win, now you're playing a much better opponent in Alabama. So how does this one shake out? Texas, for what it's worth, leads the all-time series against Bama 7-1-1. and There was a tie in there somewhere. But this is the first regular season meeting between Texas and Alabama since 1922. A hundred years have passed since they've played in the regular season. All the other matchups took place in either a bowl game or a national championship. But that's, that's a jarring number, 7-1-1 for Texas in that time. Uh, Longhorns have... Uh, had plenty of issues over the last few years, giving up points. Defensively, they've not been great. Last year, they gave up more than 30 points, 200-plus rushing yards per contest. Yikes! Wrong day, right term to use there. So that's going to be a concern because Bama's offense, really good. Texas offensive line, they gave up 27 sacks last season. They were overhauled this offseason by Steve Sarkeesian. True, true freshman are possible to start in this game. Calvin Banks Jr. and Cole Hudson, who are, again, name, image, and likeness. That's a big thing. That's how Texas got a really good recruiting class this year. And they did that in part because they had a, a collective that was formed to help get their offensive line better. Maybe that'll all come to fruition eventually, but putting two true freshmen in there against some really good studs on that Alabama defensive line doesn't sound like a great recipe for me. So bad defense. Not great offensive line. I'm going to say Bama wins big. 30 points, somewhere in that range. 48-17, something like that. Not a lot of battles between two ranked teams. This is one of them. Number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pitt. This is 3.30 on ABC. Yeah. Uh, Hendon Hooker has really blossomed for the volunteer offense, and he came in during the Pitt game last year, where actually Pitt won the game, but that was after they got Tennessee got down big, and then it ended up being a pretty good game, but... This is something that I don't think you will see happen this year. Uh, Pitt has a weird thing, and they switched offensive coordinators. Mark Whipple, their offensive coordinator from last year, he has left, 
and why Nebraska. Go- yes, he's at Nebraska. That's right. He's and already been stripped of his been, play calling duties. He's already being yelled at for that. But back then, they were very pass happy. Last year was Pitt. They had Kenny Pickett. That's and and again, their wide receiver whose name escapes me plays for USC now. He was the Blitnikoff winner. They had a high powered passing offense. Now this year, Pat Narduzzi says, "Hey, I'm a hard nosed defensive guy. Anyway, let's run the ball." Problem is, they don't really have the guys to run the ball. And so they did not do well to start off this season. They were averaging like two yards a carry in their initial game. So that's a problem. Good news for Pitt, though. They do have a couple of the guys who helped them be finished third in the nation in sacks last year in Kalijah Kansi and Habakkuk Baldonado. My guy. What a name. Those two still on the defensive line still can cause some problems for Tennessee's offense. I think Tennessee gets it done. I do not think Pitt has the personnel to run the ball and slow this game down. I think Tennessee's like a 35 to maybe 21 type of game, something like that. Battle between two hillbilly teams. Number 20, Kentucky, on the road in Gainesville. Number 12, Florida. This is 7 o'clock on S-Pen. Well, Kentucky's a football school now. I don't know if you know that. There was a big deal with that, where the basketball team and the football team are kind of fighting over that. But either way, that basketball slash football school is going into a pretty tough environment, one they are familiar with. Of course, they're SEC rivals. They play every other year in that venue in the swamp. But... Their offense has some problems, does Kentucky's, because veteran running back Chris Rodriguez Jr., uh, he missed the first game of the season due to disciplinary reasons, and there's been no update on if he's going to be able to play this year. Mark Stoops, or this game rather, Mark Stoops did not provide an update on him. In July, Rodriguez pleaded guilty to operating a motor vehicle under the influence. So that's a problem. Florida's offense is looking good. I know Kentucky has been a very sneaky good team and, and quite honestly just a good team the last few years in the SEC. But Florida's going to get this done and go to 2-0, and and I think Kentucky keeps it close. It'll be a fun matchup, but I think Florida gets it done. Number 10, USC. They put up 66 last week on the road at Stanford. This is 7.30 on ABC. Yeah, and Stanford is a little different offensively this year for the first time in what seems like forever. Remember when they had uh, Bryce Love, who was pretty good running back they had there before him they had christian mccaffrey but really since bryce love left campus they've had nothing offensively stanford has been abysmal this year though they've got tanner mckee playing quarterback he is by all of the people who look at these things someone that is expected to be an nfl quarterback in the future and now they're hopeful that maybe this offense will actually be a little bit better and USC's defense to start off last week. I believe they played Rice. They did have some issues. They let in, you know, they let some yards go up on the board. It ended up not really mattering because USC's defense, I think, got three pick sixes in that game last week. I don't think that's likely against Stanford. I think you're going to see better quarterback play this week for Stanford. I still think USC has the better team and the better offense, and they win this football game. But it's going to be close. I think it's more of like a one touchdown affair. Still, I think USC gets it done. All right, last game. This is a late one if you're up late on Saturday night. Number 9, Baylor at number 21, BYU. 10-15 on ESPN. Yeah, BYU has been a decent team the last couple years as well and and probably one of those teams that should get heralded more. We don't talk about them as much because, like you said, they play a lot of games in this time slot that we're talking about, later games. Uh, These are two eventual Big 12 teams. Obviously, Baylor already is, but BYU looking to join the conference in the next couple of years. So this is going to be a regular matchup there. But BYU's defense is something to keep an eye on. I know Baylor has had some good offenses in the past few years, and they still may get it done. But BYU 
really has just a physical defense that shows up. They brought a lot of guys back this year. They had a lot of injury issues last year before this game that caused them problems and I don't think was representative of who BYU actually is. So I'm going to say that BYU actually gets it done and I'm going to say they win this football game. But yeah, it should be a really fun matchup if you can stay up late for it because it's always fun when you get to see two teams that have a little bit of a history. These two teams played last year, and this one is in Provo, so you know that crowd's going to be rocking and ready to go. Also heard somebody on Twitter call this because it is involving two religious schools with, you know, some people who are involved who are teenagers. When I was at church, youth group, we had a thing called a lock-in. When you stayed late and all the teenagers got together and had fun, that was called a lock-in. So they're calling this the lock-in. Baylor at BYU. I like that. Let's do that. It's the lock-in, and I'm going to watch it. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Mississippi State. Is that Eastern time or is that Central time? Where they're I would located? assume... Good Central. question. I think it's Central, Central right? time? All right, yes. even so. Uh, they are playing at Arizona this week. Okay. Mississippi State at Arizona. That is an 11 o'clock tip time. Or tip time. Kick yeah. time. P.M.? On FS1. P.M. Wait, yes. What? P.M. So, so 8 o'clock local time in Arizona. Wow. That's that's rough. Yeah, that, that's if you're true. if you're a Mississippi State fan, I don't understand. <laughs> oh. Even if they're on Central Time and that's 10? 10, 10 p.m. Right? That's a ten p.m. T- kick time. Yeah, that's brutal. God, I yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you go play out west. But I don't remember. And you don't of, have the clout to say we're not playing at this time. I don't remember a lot of eleven p.m. kick. I know there's been ten fifteen, ten thirties. Sometimes those get pushed back because. Well, they want this game to start after the TV audience can pay attention to it, and maybe the other games going long. But eleven p.m. eleven p.m. scheduled kick yeah. time. Yeah, there's a chance that doesn't get kicked off till well later than that. Wow, mm. that's bad. Uh, Major League Baseball made some big decisions today. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some delays on I-70 downtown split westbound at US-23. Traffic is slow from the 71 east split in this area. Please use caution over here. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as the road gets cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Beacon Roofing. Beacon understands that every second counts. That's why they use the unique network of branches to get roofers what they need when they need it. Products and top brands like GAF and orders delivered on time and complete. Go to BECN.com to start building with Beacon today. Beacon always building. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Hey, so happy you've tuned in. Three hours a day, every single day. Do it. Major League Baseball making some big decisions today. Yeah. The uh, competition committee voted on things. And so here's what will change for next season in Major League Baseball. Go ahead. Uh, For the first time in Major League Baseball, you will have a clock, kids. A pitch timer will go into effect. A pitcher must begin his motion before the expiration of the timer. 
Pitchers will have up to 15 seconds between pitches when the bases are empty and up to 20 seconds between pitches with at least one runner on base. A pitcher may disengage the rubber, which resets the timer, twice per plate appearance without penalty. I don't like that. Subsequent disengagements result in a balk unless an out is recorded on a runner. So they tested all this stuff in the minor leagues. And what they found this year is that I think the average pitch violation per game was like 0.4. So very so not even one infrequent, per game. Very infrequent. So once, you know, yep, you'll hear pitchers bitch and moan about this because, of course, they will. Yeah, it's something different, something they have to think about. But it's not like you had all these violations occurring in the minor leagues when they tested this out. So pitchers should be able to adapt to it fairly easily. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, again, I'm, I'm quite sure there is some solid reasoning behind all of this to do it, but I'm guessing that part of it has to be that they just want pitchers to feel a little more unsettled just because it's so hard for well, hitters to do anything. There's that, right and here's, here's the reason why they want to do it. So after all the testing they did in the minor leagues this season, compared to last season, the pitch timer has reduced the average nine-inning game when this was in place by 26 minutes. All right. I mean, that's, that is good in the sense of we don't need to have a bunch of four-hour baseball games. The problem is, to accomplish that, we are doing the thing that you've often talked about being a problem for modern baseball, which is modern baseball should lean into feeling like any time of the last century you could walk into a baseball stadium, it kind of felt the same way. That goes away when you've got, among other things, like the digital boards and the music blaring at all times, but also when things like a pitch clock are introduced. I, I understand. Right? I mean, that, that does take away from the timelessness of baseball. It it does. And I'm inclined to agree with you. I would have been inclined to agree with you that I never want to see a clock in Major League Baseball. But I also never thought we would get to the level that we are with Major League Baseball. Because you want to talk about, well, you should be able to go in and it looked just like it did 100 years ago. Guess what? It doesn't. I know. Oh, right. I'm saying... The amount of time wasting is ridiculous. We have crossed over that. And right, just on the field, looks, if, if you want to talk, like like I was saying, when that whole issue with trying to keep it timeless became a problem, part of it is that everything in the game takes so long now because everyone is in their... They've got their scouting reports. They've got video reports. They've got 9,000 things they're trying to do. They've all got their special routines they have to do. And you can't dare expect them to upset those just to move the game along. If you do watch a game from the 40s or 50s or 60s, you'll notice a pitcher getting the ball back from the catcher and immediately leaning in for the sign, taking a second or two to gather himself and and throwing it right back. Right? I mean, you could probably have two or three pitches in an at-bat from the 60s as compared to what you get now, in a regular at-bat, it's probably one pitch. Yeah. So, your point is right. It just stinks that that's where we've gone. I know. From I the understand. standpoint of trying to keep things looking like it always has. And I, I think they tried to correct this, you know, by not instituting a clock, but now they realize they can't without doing it. And I, I understand why they feel like they have to do it. Defensive shift restrictions. That has been approved as well. Two infielders must be positioned on each side of second base when the pitch is released. All four infielders must have both feet within the outer boundary of the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber, which means we can't have the second baseman playing right field, essentially. Right. He's got to stay on the dirt. 
Uh, no switching sides. Infielders may not switch sides unless there's a substitution. Um, we knew this was coming. By the way, the competition committee is made up of baseball representatives and players and one umpire. None of the players on the committee voted for the defensive shift restrictions and the pitch count, the pitch clock. Yeah, right. Which I I knew. Uh, Baseball players are always here to tell you that they care about the game just as much as everybody else. No, they don't. Not if it interrupts with their routine and a change in the way they do things. Yeah, that's right. There's that. We've talked about it often. The, the ability to do something well versus the ability to do it well and efficiently. <laughs> right? Like anybody could probably, you know, learn how to build a table or some kind of woodworking skill. It might take you months or years to learn the skill. Then if someone said, all right, now make five more and you go, I got to start all, I don't, I got to do it again. Like that's the beauty of the craftsmanship. When you are really good at something, you should be able to do it efficiently. And unfortunately, baseball has leaned totally into a lot of the players and their coaches and everybody who's involved at the youth level, even getting them up there. No, man, take your time. It's your process. Mm-hmm. It's your deal. Exactly you get right. in there and it's like, right. Meanwhile, the game suffers. And and if it wasn't a spectator sport, it wouldn't matter. But it is. Well, and we actually had players going on record saying that they enjoyed the 2020 season because there were no fans in attendance. Yeah, they don't. Right. Ca- they don't care about your enjoyment of the nobody, game. They nobody, really don't. Nobody could boo them. No one could get onto them. No one could. I, yeah, it's it's not a great look for Major League Baseball when that's what the players are saying. And I agree with you. There's not much they could do other than institute some of these changes because the players weren't willing to do that themselves. The players on the competition committee did vote for this next thing: bigger bases, with the goal of improving player safety. The size of first, second, and third will increase from the standard 15-inch square to 18-inch square, so three inches bigger. Bigger bases are expected to have a positive impact on player health, keeping major leaguers on the field. Um, It said during experiments, base-related injuries decreased by 13.5% in the minor leagues this season, including declines at every level of the minors. Bigger bases will reduce the distance between first and second and between second and third base by four and a half inches, thereby encouraging offensive clubs to attempt to steal bases more frequently and generally be more aggressive on the base paths. So they just don't want more, you know, swift moving action when it comes to pitching and hitting. They also want to see more action on the base paths. They think this will do it. Yeah. I mean, also, I know they've talked about safety being a part of it because the bases are a little bigger, so hopefully you won't have as many issues where guys are able to aim for a part of the bag where maybe there's not going to be a foot or something else in the way. Right. Yeah, I mean, it. it's interesting. I don't know if it will affect the gameplay that much, but they seem to think it will. They have the, they have the numbers to back all this up. I know Jason Stark, who we talk to every Monday here on The Fan, on our show, he is a big proponent of most of these, if not all of these changes, I'm pretty sure, because he's seen the data from the miners all going back to low a ball when they started doing it years ago it has sped up the game significantly everywhere they've done it the Steelers are honoring Dwayne Haskins details next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the Meister's bar and pizza traffic center 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on I-70 downtown split westbound at 4th Street. Traffic is stop and go from the 71 East split in this area. Keep an eye out for the police on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy stop and go delays. Might want to avoid this if possible. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Man is kneading his dough. Take that for what it's worth. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Friday, Football Friday. Tool of the week coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Uh, the Steelers are honoring Dwayne Haskins this weekend. Steelers facing the Bengals. And they revealed that all season long they will wear a number three decal on their helmet to honor the late Buckeye and late Steeler quarterback, which I think is a good move. I am surprised and a little disappointed. I know that Ohio State did something at the spring game, but I was disappointed that really there was nothing on the uniform Saturday night. No number seven, no nothing. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in that. I thought they would, uh, I don't know if it was on the scoreboard. I wasn't there. Sometimes I I know for the first game of the season, they do a little thing for all the former Buckeyes they lost in the offseason. I don't know if something was done there, but, you know, I thought that was a missed opportunity to honor one of the greats. I totally agree. I think that's something that uh, surprise wasn't done. I mean, I, I know it's a festive atmosphere. It's a big time game, but it doesn't matter. Part of the, you know, there's a lot of talk over there, and rightfully so, about things being a family and we're a family and all this stuff about family. That seems like one that could have been easily done to say, you know, we've got all we got all these logos and everything else on the players right now. They're all sponsored. Everything's sponsored. And again, I'm I'm good with all that. But you're telling me that the players couldn't have also been able to carry that message as well alongside it. I don't I don't see why they couldn't have. Maybe there was some reasoning we don't know about. Maybe someone, a uh, family member or someone requested that not happen. I don't know. But outside of that, I don't know why they wouldn't have done that. Bengals and the Steelers, Sunday, 1 o'clock. That game is going to be on 10 TV. Uh, Brownies visiting the Panthers, also at 1. That game will not be on locally here. You can go to your local establishment. I'm sure they'll have it. Well, you know where it'll be on locally here. Well, you're right. It'll, it'll be, be on, on the, the radio fan. here, right here yep. on the fan. Uh, Miles Garrett says his relationship with Baker is complicated. I found these comments interesting. Um, he said, well, Baker said that, well, Baker didn't say this. Let me erase what I just said. All right. Miles on. Garrett said when Baker went to Carolina, he got a text from Baker. And the text said, appreciated the time we got to spend together and getting to know each other and growing together. All right. Miles Garrett said he did not respond to the text. He says, I read it, but you know, there were some disagreements we had at a base level, and I'm not mad at the guy or feeling any way towards it, but I just didn't know how to reply to that, so I didn't. 
but I still think he's a hell of a competitor, and he's a great guy to have on your side, and I'm rooting for him. I think he has a great family, but he's the opposition now, and at the end of the day, I've got to take him out. I, I understand that philosophy. I don't know, you know what type of disagreements they had at a base level. You know, maybe he didn't like the way he conducted, uh, Baker conducted himself inside that building. Wouldn't be the first time that I heard that. I am surprised, though, that he wouldn't just, you know, I don't know how to respond to that. Well, you could just say thanks, just a one word thanks or a thumbs up emoji or something. Right. Or same here, man. Good luck next year. Also weird. Can't wait to sack you week one or whatever. Also weird that Miles Garrett decided to share all this with the media, right? Or yeah, you didn't know how to respond to the message. You could like I'm saying he could have said nothing about this and then also not responded to the message and then just said, "Oh yeah, I wish Baker well. I, I wish him nothing but the best." I mean, he was a competitor when he was here. Can't take that away from him. We you know had a lot of success here when he was here. So now he's on the other team. We're going to try to knock him down, take him out, do whatever we have to do. But yeah, he was great while he was here. Th- there's a way to do that where maybe you didn't like the guy personally and you don't put it. You know, you didn't respond to the text. What I'm saying is I find it interesting that he decided to let all of us know so that it may not be just a little of, ah, he wasn't my guy and he rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. And then he left and tried to be buddy, buddy. And I just, I didn't reply because I don't know him that well. He felt like that's something the media should know too. So, well, here's something that we do know and we knew it before this and you know, both sides try and downplay it. Like it's no big deal. Hey, I'm just football player. I'm trying to beat the opposition. It is personal on both sides. It's personal for Baker. He wants to go out there and not just win the football game because it's best for him. He wants to go out there and show the other team what they're missing and humiliate them as he should. And Miles Garrett, I don't know what the problems were, but clearly there were problems, wants to go out there and hit Baker so hard he will never forget it. Right. I mean, let's stop pretending that it's not personal. It is. And from a consumer standpoint, we want that storyline. Yeah, it definitely helps add to the drama of the game. I've, Carolina and, and Cleveland do not exactly have the biggest rivalry other than for this reason. There's a certainly this added aspect of it with your former quarterback. Now, his first game in the new uniform is against his old team, the one that doubted him, and the one that doesn't have his replacement actually starting this game. So there, there's a lot of drama to that one. I agree with you on it. I don't think... During the like, I think Baker's going to play as good as he ever could. Whatever he is capable of now, I think you are going to get the best version of Baker that is left in this game. But I'm not going to go out there and say that the the Browns are just all simply waiting to tee off on him. I think they are waiting to tee off on everyone. And I don't. I I hope I'm wrong on this, but I also get a sense from some of the Browns players when you see some of the things that are being said, like. I feel like they're internalizing some of this disgust that people have for the organization with Deshaun Watson, and they're taking that on as like, yeah, a lot of people hate us. Now, I have no problem with the other players. They don't have any choice in all this. Deshaun Watson's the guy that was hired to play quarterback there. A lot of people may have a problem with that. I certainly do. But I'm not holding that over the players' heads, but you know how that goes, right? Where you just see a lot of negativity towards the Browns. You play for the Browns. You're wearing Browns uniform. Suddenly, it's us against the world. Everyone hates us. And so... I bet there's some of that motivation, too. I don't know if it's just all Baker-related. I bet there's a lot of, I want to get out there and prove everybody wrong, and we want to go show we're not just Deshaun Watson either. We can go out and win without him. We can go out and beat this team. We can go be a good team this year. We can make the playoffs without Deshaun Watson for 11 games. Let's go prove it. We will have Browns coverage starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday.
right here on the fan. Uh, Greg Gumbel and his toupee. He's been around the block, right? Was a oh, studio yeah. host for a long time with CBS, and now he's doing play-by-play with CBS. He was on a podcast. George Offman, who was a longtime Chicago radio guy, has a podcast called Tell Me a Story I Didn't Know. Oh, good. And Greg Gumbel was on it. And what we learned is that Greg Gumbel hates sports radio. I saw this on Awful Announcing. Uh-huh. He said, people who listen to sports talk radio strike me as being anxious to be told what to think. I certainly don't need someone yelling at me, but I don't need anyone trying to tell me what I should think about this pitcher for the California Angels, whom I can watch for myself and make my own judgments. Good reference with the California Angels, too, by the way. <laughs> He said, but there's apparently a huge audience for sports talk radio. Now, if you're just tuning in to hear people argue and scream and shout, that's fine. Good luck to you. Good luck in your early grave, because I think it's the most ridiculous thing on the planet. I have not heard in my lifetime more than an hour's worth of sports talk radio. And most of it I heard is basically the lead in or the lead out from an interview I might have done on occasion. My big takeaway from that is that it sounded like, from the quote you just read, Greg Gumbel is threatening to kill anyone who listens to sports talk radio because he said, prepare for your early grave. So is he just going around vigilante style, and if he finds out you listen to sports radio, he just takes you out? Well, I hate to break it to you, Greg. That hot take is kind of sports radio. Oh, you yeah. Know, he's totally in hot is. takeville right there. Yeah, absolutely. Where if you just you know said that on a radio station, you would be doing sports talk radio. I wonder if Greg would like this show. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say he would. I mean, I don't really care if he likes it or not, because obvi- like, he strikes me as someone, number one, who doesn't realize that his situation isn't most people's. Like, yeah. No, I, I know I that. If I was but... paid to, like, Greg Gumbel is, th- is paid to think and talk about sports and has been for damn near 40 years. So, sure, he can form his own opinions on things because he has infinite amounts of times to watch film, go research things, look into whatever he wants to look into. There are lots of people who listen to sports radio because they're saying, I didn't get to watch the game last night, but you guys were paid to do that, and you guys seem to be very passionate about this. What happened in it? What What did I miss? What was something I would have liked to go see? And, of course, we also have social media now where you don't have to watch every game, but you can still see the clips. Clips. You can still see all the stuff that's going on out there. And, I I mean, that, that part of it I don't agree with them on. The part I do agree with them on is the, the shows that just start off Five minutes in, they're all arguing. I'm, well, I can't that's, listen that's to that what I mean. I did, I did go and actually listen to his conversation because I wanted to get the full thing in, in context. And he seems to have a problem with, you know, arguing with callers and taking calls and, right. you know, doing, yeah, so do I. It's why we don't do that show. I hate that show. No, you know, I, each I their don't own. like that version of sports radio. Right. I, I don't, agree I with don't that. like that version of sports radio either. But what I, I don't think he fully understands is that it's not just about telling you about this pitcher from the California Angels. People listen to sports radio for a very simple reason. And any talk radio, for that matter. Even if it's political talk radio. If you're not entertained, if you're not moved in some way, you're not coming back to it. And for some people, they think it's about screaming and taking calls. And we've never really done that. That's not our style. But... We do try every single day to entertain you. We got we got to give you some reason to come back. If we spent 20 minutes talking about a relief pitcher for the Angels, or even if you wanted to localize it, if we spent 20 minutes talking strictly about the Ohio State offensive line, you're not tuning in tomorrow. I wouldn't think so. 
I mean, I know some people say, no, I would. I'm a big Buckeye fan. Great. No, no you, but, no, you but, wouldn't. But the, the numbers show us otherwise. It's, and, and not even that. Just anytime we go out in public and talk to people about anything that we've done, the shows where we have walked out of here going, God, I hated this show because we just, all we did was X's and O's and really boring sports talky type stuff. I don't get I don't get people coming up to me going like, man, I really enjoyed the show today. It's whenever we're like, hey, favorite breakfast sandwich or you're doing a stupid voice or I'm doing a stupid voice or something like that where we're laughing at. And a lot of that is still some of it based in sports. We start off with it's premises. The, it's the jumping off of point, sports. Yeah, that's not ultimately where you end up sometimes. And I think that that's lost on a guy like Greg Gumbel. And I'm very glad that Greg Gumbel has a very fulfilled life. And he feels like he needs no other connection with any sort of other human being. Right. But a lot yeah. of a lot of That's people. That's the part I didn't like. A lot of people tune us in every single day or whatever your, your favorite show is. If it's not this show, if it's another show that you listen to, whatever. Yeah. Because they have a sense of ownership. They feel a, a connection to us. I have, you know this because we were at the little, you know, thing that we had at Zafting for the t-shirts and people spent a lot of money to come hang out with us. Right. And the thing that everybody says every single time I meet them is, I already feel like I know you. That's the greatest compliment you can ever give me. Because that's I, all yeah, we're trying to agreed. do. Agreed. It is. It's, it's a big part of what we're trying to do. And I guess where I come back with this, these comments from him, like if, if I'll, I'll give you this. Like when he takes a shot at sports radio hosts, I don't get offended because I don't consider myself really to be a sports radio host in that sense. Like what he's talking about is all the guys who argue all the time. We don't do that. Much like if someone says, all men suck. And then it's like, oh, yeah? Why do men suck? And then the answers are like, well, because this, 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 and this. And I go, well, I'm not like that. So I'm not offended by that. Like, I agree with you. People who are like that suck. I don't get offended when someone criticizes like that. So he even criticizing sports radio hosts doesn't bother me because I know he's not talking about what I'm doing. What I do not like is when he goes after the fans like, and these idiots who think they need their opinions fed to them, they're stupid. They're going to have early grades. It's like, what? hold on, man. Like, not every person in the world watches sports the way you do with the brain you do you obviously have watched it for a long time he's very talented he's very smart and he's good at taking what is happening in sports and bringing it to the masses that's why he has a job that's why they paid him millions of dollars to do that job for a very long time because some people aren't as good at articulating their thoughts on what they just watched and that's fine if you're not one of those people that's okay but to go out there and just rip everyone who listens to a medium that's i don't like that at all Football people officially have too much time on their hands. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident in I-70 downtown split westbound at US-23. It is causing heavy delays in the area. Traffic is bumper to bumper from the 71 East split. Keep an eye out for the police on scene as they get things cleaned up. A 20-minute slowdown is expected in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto doesn't build robots or teach thin classes. Gusto supports the people who do. With happier paydays, health insurance, hiring, you name it. Gusto does payroll benefits and so much more for people who do incredible things. Learn more at Gusto.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
No filler guests, no intelligence, and most of the time, no sports. This is Common Man and T-Bone. How you doing, Greg Gumbel? I'm sure you're listening. My oh, guy. Yeah. You know he loves it. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Football people officially have too much time on their hands. I saw this today. CBS Sports has put out a practice squad power ranking. Ranking the top players on every team's practice squad. I don't even understand. Well, okay. I was going to say I don't understand why you'd even do that. And then I said, of course I understand why you'd do that. Number one, because anytime you rank anything on the internet, someone, lots of people, me... Go, well, all right, that's stupid, but who is number one? Like, we just, it's a natural reaction you have. I'm not even going to tell you who's number one because you is, don't need to know. That is, you can't do that to me. Don't blue ball no, me I on the, I don't have don't it. Don't do blow, don't, and that too, blue ball me on do the you, practice squad. Do you really want to know? Is it that? Teddy can find no, it. I don't even have I it. I don't want to know, but it's like if you said, who are the top five earners in Hollywood movies this year? Who, which five stars made the most money? I, I don't, maybe I've watched, other than like Star Wars stuff and Disney Plus stuff, I mean, I barely have watched any movies this year. But do I kind of want to know that? Yeah. Because it's just, you just told me that you know the top five. Please tell me who they are. Do you think there's this other community? Like we're obviously, you know, looking at sports lists and all this other stuff. But let's say you're into Broadway. Okay. You love sure. Broadway musicals and Broadway plays. Do you think there are blog sites that list like the top five understudies? I mean, for all these Broadway plays, I would I would think not, but I'm probably wrong. Like, oh man, if Kristen Chenoweth goes down, this one, yes, she's you've she's, never heard of her before. Wait till she comes up, Allie McGee. I wonder if it's even not that. If it's more like I was in, I, I could see it being a badge of honor of like real theater nerds, just like with anything, right? When a new director comes out and it's like this director was given a chance to direct the next X Men movie. And you're like, what has that director ever done? And you go back and look, there will be people online who are like, yeah, I watched all those movies when they first came out. I've had him on my radar for a long time. I think he's great. He's one of the yeah true up and comers. And you're like, oh, well, man, that guy sounds smart. And that's just that's there's always a culture of that, right? That's, I guess, part of what this is, too, is the writers going like, yeah, I know who the best teams are. You know who the best teams are. We've all discussed that. But how about the practice squads? How about when you're all your guys are injured? Who's going to be the guy? That steps in and makes a difference. You're right. We do have that in every every walk of life. Someone has to know before it's this desire yeah. to be smarter than everybody else. I make fun of my wife all the time because when we first started dating, like Maroon Five was big. Yes, right. Their right. first album had come out and had all those singles, and she told me one time, says, "Well, I saw Maroon Five before they had a record contract. I was at a party and they were playing." Great. And and to this day, it's like, hey, discovered Maroon 5. <laughs> I didn't say that. So well, you, you knew about him before everybody else did. Oh, and I'm not judging, by the way. I've oh, done I this, am judging. I've, well, no, I'm saying I've done this plenty of times myself just because it it feels helpful if you say that. If you're like, yeah, I not only did I know about them, I saw them early on. And I didn't, in my case, like I've stumbled onto a couple bands that I saw early on. And then eventually they ended up being more at you. mainstream you discovered him no i mean well again like jammer you remember my uh my christian radio days we've referenced quite often there was mm-hmm. a, a band called skillet that had a couple 
mainstream rock You hits. discovered them? I didn't discover them. I actually don't very much care for Skillet, to be honest with you. But I, I've i interviewed those guys and gone to their shows, guys and gals, and gone to their concerts before they broke into the mainstream and more people saw them just because they were part of the little Christian subculture I was in. And then they got bigger. And that... So I like I get why that feels good. I just also am aware that it's annoying. You know who and used so to I'm open, trying to stop. You know doing who used that. to open for Skillet? Who's that? Griddle. Hey, hey! Good Lord. Hey everybody! It's Skillet and Griddle. Yeah, that. Uh, Stick around for Grill Pan. I don't actually know where the name came from. I should know that. That's a thing. I mean, we played them on my radio station. I worked at for years, and I have no idea why they're called All that. Right, here's some memorabilia for you. Are you ready? Yeah, let's According do it. According to TMZ Sports, Hall of Fame Boston Celtics big man Bill Russell's 1975 ring commemorating his induction into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame is up for auction. Now, wow. Bill Russell just passed away. They're going to retire his number, let him live. Across across, across the NBA. The, across the whole It's league. already been retired, I assume, this in is Boston. The ring they gave him in 75 when he was welcomed into the Hall of Fame. I want to now again. This is a lot of money, but we talk about like cardboard pictures of people and bringing in millions of dollars and NFTs bringing in millions of dollars. His Hall of Fame ring, they say, could bring in two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Get out of here! Two hundred thousand dollars. Like, I'm not making this argument. I didn't watch him play. I wasn't old enough to have watched him. But the people who are old enough to have watched him, and of course plenty of others who didn't but just know the records and know the numbers, say he is among the greatest to ever play. I know that. You know that. There are people who make the argument he's the greatest ever. I'm not here to make that argument for him, but I clearly acknowledge he's probably top five or top ten to ever play the game. When he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the thing that they gave him is what you can own. How many NBA fans are there that have access to lots of money? Every time I watch an NBA game, it's like, here's 9,000 celebrities sitting courtside. Like, they're always showing you all the celebrities that are there. How is someone like Drake not interested? Like, all the celebrities that are constantly courtside at every game. How does someone not show up and be like, oh, yeah, that's I'm getting that. There's another million. one. Here's I'll another bid one. Of whatever it takes to get that. Ty Cobb, legendary baseball player, killed a man, at least one. Horribly racist, if I'm not mistaken. I, I believe. mean, you know, I mean, it was of the times. But he still, was of he the was, time. I assume everybody he... in 1905 was racist. Anyway, played 22 seasons, 1905 to 1926. One of his most cherished possessions is up for auction. What is that? His dentures. Oh, his false teeth are up for auction. As of this writing that I'm reading, this article, CBS Sports. The bid is just under $12,000. I don't know when the auction ends. I don't know how long it's going to go. Well, I get I get that one not maybe fetching as much as a Hall of Fame ring because it is. I know, but still, stuff these, that these was in somebody's in mouth. mouth. Yes, but that's gross. I don't want that. Gross or awesome, depending awesome? on how you look at it. Yeah, you wouldn't slip these bad boys in your mouth. No, oh, no, no. Actually, how? when you put no them in, when, when you when you put them in your mouth, you just they magically make you say the n word. That's that's why I wouldn't even want to be coming close to it. He's a horrible person. Well, he would he was noted for among other things like sharpening the spikes up. Everyone oh, says that yes. where they're like, "Oh man, I he that guy who sharpened your spikes up for that game." It's like, no, no, no. He 
He went in he saying, I'm mind. trying to break your leg. Yes. I'm trying to cut he you was, open. I'm trying to do everything I can with these shoes. Like, yeah, horrible person. Great, he was, he great ball player. Mind. Legendary ball player. Horrible person. Uh-huh. But there you go. You can have his teeth. Teeth. You know what I'd do? If I had the money, I'd buy him and I'd throw him in a sewer. There no, you go. That's where, that's where your filthy mouth belongs. Come on. You jerk. Yeah, I mean, throw you him in can, there. You can hate somebody but still preserve history. I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of just throwing history out. It's not history. It's his teeth. Well, that's what I mean. His it's teeth still, aren't history. It's a valuable artifact. No. Yes, it is. If you had like his first contract where it's like, here's the contract he signed to show like this was a... These teeth at one point were on display at Cooperstown. So clearly it's history. Well, that's a Cooperstown. That's weird. That's just weird. You're telling me, all right, 100 years from now. Now, Ty Cobb, not known for, like, actually talking, right? I mean, I'm sure he did talk and said horrible things, but he was known for his playing of baseball. If Mike Francesa, whenever his time comes, let's say someone removes his teeth, mm-hmm. that maybe they're, I assume they're real, maybe they're veneer, I don't, whatever. Oh, trust me, those choppers yeah, they've, have been retouched. They've been retouched, fine. That all is kept intact and held, and they, if there is a Radio Hall of Fame, they put it on display there and say, this is actually the someone, teeth he used. Someone will bid on them. I'm saying bit on them and put them in their man cave. He actually talked for a living, and I still think that's creepy. Let alone a guy who just played baseball for a living. I don't need to see his teeth. What if they had like his? What if they had his leg, like a bone, like his femur? Yeah, well, there you go. Would you want that? Yeah, that's sure. creepy to me. Why would you want that? I mean, look, I don't know because people want to feel connected to their favorite people. Like I would bid on. I'm sure someone out there would bid on your bronzed penis that you have. What? No. They wouldn't want that, and I would actually make sure it was destroyed. I mean, I do have that. You're right. But once, right, I, I, once I pass, it's just like the Queen's Corgis. It's being taken out in the back. Who's getting fired other than us? We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from I-70 downtown split westbound at 4th Street. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow from the 71 East split as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Your burrito prayer has been answered. Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito is back with that juicy steak. Smothered in nacho cheese with a three cheese blend that's grilled on top. At participating U.S. Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. Hours and participation vary. Double the steak claim as compared to the steak quesadilla. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Happy Friday. Football Friday. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. So I saw this today from Athlon Sports. NFL coaches who enter the season... On the hot seat. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me, based on these categories, warm, hot, or too hot. That's the highest category. Okay. Too hot. Too hot. Who's on, what'd you say, low, hot, or too hot? I said warm. Warm, hot, or too hot. Hot. Okay. Or too hot. Too hot. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I didn't know if you said low or warm. Sorry. All right. Mike McCarthy. 
How would you rate Mike McCarthy? Uh, I would say it's hot, right? I'm going to say it's too hot for Mike McCarthy. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Teddy, do you disagree with me? You're a Cowboy fan. It's pretty close to too hot. I'm not sure if it's quite too hot yet, but they get off to a slow start. It's uh, very too hot. Too hot. Well, there's also the Sean Payton unsaid yes, part of that. That's that's why I think it's too hot. Yes, of course. If he doesn't get it done this year, you already know who the replacement is. All right, next name on the list, Matt Rule. Panthers coach. I mean, I would have thought it was too hot last year, me but too. for me now, it's too hot. Yeah. Yeah, too hot. Too hot! Cliff Kingsbury, Cardinals coach. He just got a new contract. I'm going to say it's warm. Yeah, I was actually going to say it was hot, but just because he is an attractive mank. So that's the only hotness. <laughs> that's I'm the only hotness. <laughs> uh, Ron Rivera, Commanders coach. I'm going to say it's hot. I think, yeah, I think because of his prior status or long-term status in the NFL as being a really good head coach and that organization not exactly looking to, I don't know, make make a bunch more waves, I think they probably don't, they're not ready to fire him tomorrow is what I'm saying. But yeah, it's it's if it's another bad year at the end of the year, they're going to have to look at that. All right, there's one more name on this list. Okay. And you are expertly qualified to discuss it. Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I would say it's hot because I think he does have some issues with play calling, and I think that's something that has shown its head. That doesn't mean I think Baker Mayfield was like great and was hindered by Kevin Stefanski. I'll say it's hot. I mean, he's he's got a lot to prove this year, and now he has the problem of not having the starting quarterback that was given to him to try to turn things around for the first 11 games. So... It's it's going to put a lot of pressure on him. I would say it's hot right now. Uh, Nick Saban's got himself a hotel. Did you see this story? Yeah. Nick and Miss Terry Saban are part of an investment group behind a hotel called the Alamite. Yep. It is a boutique hotel in downtown Tuscaloosa. According to Tuscaloosa Thread, the Alamite is a world-class boutique hotel with a regional soul that promises to offer the finest in Southern hospitality without the cliches. In addition to 112 upscale rooms, the Alamite will also feature an elevated French steakhouse and a rooftop bar and grill. Here's a, uh, here's a quote from Nick Saban. Terry and I are excited to be part of the ownership group for the Alamite. Not only will this investment benefit our local economy, but it also represents a new standard for design and comfort. In downtown Tuscaloosa. Mm. Now, I find this to be very interesting because I saw a few people posting like, oh man, if you're a rich booster at Alabama, you know where you're staying. When you fly in for the game, you're going to fly private. You're going to go to the Alamite. You're going to brag about it. That's great. You know what's actually going to happen with this thing? How many rooms does it have? 112? 112. That's right. 112 rooms. Those will be filled mostly with friends and relatives of star players who are on Alabama that boosters have paid for to say, oh, yeah, as part of your name, image and likeness agreement to come play at Alabama or because you're a great player, we'll, we'll give you two rooms for mom and dad and, and whoever else you want can be at the Alamite. I got I got actually three rooms for you because you're a you're a five star guy like that's I see that being almost completely full every week of. People who are attached to players nine times out of ten. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not how it goes. Maybe the boosters all stay there. But average shows like you and me, average people in, in that fan base, they aren't staying there. See, that's why I'm I'm disappointed. Because if Nick Saban's going to have his fingerprints on a hotel, 
then I think it needs to be a Nick Saban-themed hotel. None of this upscale French cuisine BS. What do we know Nick Saban eats every single day? Oatmeal cream pies. Yeah, and turkey sandwiches. Every single day. That should be the only room service offered at Nick Saban's hotel. I agree with that. What do you want? Oatmeal cream pies or turkey sandwiches? That's it. If Urban had his own hotel, he should offer free butt-cracky massages. He comes right to your room. And massages your butt crack. There are no beds. There are only bar stools. That you just walk in and there's just a bunch of bar stools. That's right. If a coach is going to be involved, it's got to fit their personality. Yeah. I could also see if at, at like a, a coach's themed hotel like Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, whenever you like walk down by the lobby, let's say you're leaving to go somewhere. There's a podium and a sponsored signboard behind you that you have to stand in front of and say, I am planning to go out to Red Robin. For dinner, I shall return afterwards. Thank you. And then you like, I will take no questions. Are you planning you like, on getting the onion no, rings no, at Red no. Robin? Coach has got to go. Coach has got to go. And then you also have like a Diet Coke sitting there on the podium that you don't drink, but it sits there at all times. Like, I feel like that's how it has to go. You have to wear khakis everywhere. Oh, and, and any phone calls you make on a headset. You do not get to make a phone call with like you can Bluetooth, but there's still got to be a full headset on your head. And then you have to sit there and talk that way on the headset and cover your mouth with a play sheet. Um, by the way, Nick Saban this year, this is not to mention, you know, the, the hotel investment, all the other investments that he has. He has a car dealership, at least one multiple. Yeah. So we're not even talking about that. We're just talking about career coaching earnings. Nick Saban is set to cross the $200 million threshold this year, just in coaching earnings. That is, that is, that is wild, man. That's, it's not a surprise, I guess, because I mean, his current contract, should he see it through, will take him over another $100 million. Well, he, but he won't see it through. He'll It'll get ripped up in a year, and he'll get an, another raise. Yes, but guys making over $10 million a year has been making that level or close to it for quite some time. Yeah, you're right. He's. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't. He doesn't have more of those. Maybe he does. We just don't know about him. By the way, I know that, uh, you know, last week Alabama played Utah State, and they suck, and they did exactly what they should do. And a lot of the off-season hype is this could be Nick Saban's greatest team at Alabama. We've heard that before. But I'm telling you, just looking at this team and watching them and looking at the roster, it could be his best team ever. And I know a lot of Buckeye fans will be watching that game in between you know, Buckeye commercial breaks and stuff like that, noon tomorrow. And they're going to be rooting for Texas. Sure. Not because they love Texas, but because they want to see Alabama lose. And because I think this could be the year, I hope I'm wrong, but Bryce Young's got a real chance to win oh, Heisman number two. I mean, I mean a real chance. He he is the clear front runner after one week, I think. And that's no offense to C.J. Stroud. It's just he played a much tougher game. Bryce Young was able to go out there and put all this highlight real stuff out there. C.J. looked great. He did fine. I'm not, I'm not down on what he did, but... No, but you're know. not winning Heisman's doing that. No, and now the problem is... Bryce Young's got a stack game already week one. Now he has a big national eyeballs on it type of game in week two yeah. where he'll probably play well. I'm guessing that team will probably play well. Like I said, I think they'll roll Texas. And then that's not going to slow anything down. So if he goes out, CJ could throw for 400 yards tomorrow against Ar- or, yeah, Arkansas State. And it's not going to do anything if Bryce Young goes out and has an, a normal good game for him against a team like Texas. Bone, do you know what's next? I do know what's next. The season premiere of NFL Picks. If you would like to compete against us, if you think you can beat 
us. Call now. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. If you do beat us, you will get a $50 Rusty Bucket gift card, and Panama Ted will come to your house and give you a naked erotic massage. Wow, naked and erotic. Well, I mean, that goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's, well, not always. Some people really like it when you, you don't show too much, Ted. You just tease a little. That's. I'm just saying, it's up not to you to how you want to He doesn't like that. Uh, no, he doesn't. Teddy's the one who just wears the tea towel over his genitals. <laughs> Strings strung together he, with rubber he demands, bands. He dem- it's actually odd. Teddy is naked. You are in a snowsuit while getting massaged. <laughs> he's massaging you. It's right. A, hey, it's a weird fetish, but I don't judge. All right, NFL picks are next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find traffic is slow on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. More delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and 3rd Avenue. And plan on delays on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on Haas Avocados just due for a dollar now through September 13th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Hey, tomorrow, because we have, uh, you know, Buckeye pregame all day, there will be no Common Man and T-Bone weekend show on the air. Mm. But it will be in your podcast feed. Make Mm. sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Wherever you get your audio, Apple, Spotify, Google, we are there. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Don't miss a second. Sounds, it That's sounds, our new slogan. It actually sounds a little threatening. Don't miss a second. That's a little threatening. Or we'll murder you. Yeah, that's what, uh, right. I, I got some very serious Greg Gumbel vibes off that, so just be careful. Picks! Common Man and T-Bones NFL Picks. Sponsored by Urban Myers Pint House. Right. Dublin's oh. home for sports. Oh, whoa, 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 wow, wow. Hey, everybody. Adnan Burke here, NFL Picks. Shane is our guy this week. If Shane beats both of us, he will get a $50 Rusty Bucket gift card. You ready to go, Shane? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Game number one, the Saints at the Falcons. Marcus Mariota's Falcons. I'm going to go with the Saints on the road. I'm going New Orleans on the road. Saints as well. Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers in Chicago for the Bears. A lot of people hate the Bears, but you know what I'm doing this weekend, Bone? What are you doing this weekend? I'm taking the 49ers on the road. Yeah, that's what you should do. I'm taking the Niners, too. Niners. Stillers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, of course, were in the Super Bowl last year. Will they start with a victory this year? Yes, they will. Give me the Bungles at home. This is called Welcome to the Jungle Season 2. And Cincinnati does well. Spoiler alert. I think they win this game. I hate to even say it, but Bengals. 
Uh, New England at Miami. I am not a believer in the Patriots this season. Give me the Dolphins at home. I am more of a believer than you. I am not as big of a believer in the Dolphins, so I'm going Patriots on the road. Dolphins. Uh, Ravens on the road at the Jets to face their old friend Joe Flacco. He is starting this game for the Jets. Give me the Ravens on the road. I'm going Ravens, too. Ravens. Jacksonville at the Washington Commanders. A lot of people think Jacksonville is going to do some stuff this year. You included. I do. But they will lose tomorrow or Sunday, whenever the hell they play this game. I will take Washington at home. I think Jacksonville, now that they've jettisoned their old head coach, whoever that guy was, will do much better this year, and I think they win this game on the road. I'll take Washington. Brownies on the road at Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers. Give me the Panthers at home. Yeah, feels like Carolina wins this game. Baker, big one over Cleveland. Take the uh, Browns. Indianapolis Colts, they have a new quarterback every single year. This year it's Matt Ryan on the road at Houston facing Lovey Smith's creepy white beard. <laughs> Give me the Colts on the road. You mean his... His luminous, sexy, his wonderful, luminous, white beard. wonderful white beard, which I very much enjoy. But I am taking the Colts as well on the road. Colts. Philadelphia Eagles, a lot of people think they can win the NFC East. I am not one of them, but I do think they will beat Detroit on Sunday. I am one of the very few people who think the Lions are going to surprise some people this year. So I'm going to say Detroit gets it done at home. Eagles. New York football giants on the road at Tennessee. Give me the Titans. Yeah. Giants are, I think, going to be awful. Titans at home. Titans. Packers at the Vikings. A lot of people think the Vikings could be a surprise team this year. I'm not one of them. Give me the pack on the road. I'm hearing a lot about a lot of people here all of a sudden in this segment. I don't know why. I'm going to take the Packers on the road, too. Packers here. Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. Do a lot of people have anything to say about either the Chiefs? A lot of people like the Chiefs. Okay. And a lot of people like the Cardinals. Oh, man. What are those people thinking? But I'm going to take the Chiefs on the road. I'm going Chiefs here, too. Chiefs. Las Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Chargers. A lot of people like the Chargers this offseason. They think this is the year for Justin Herbert. I'm going to take the Chargers at home. No one thinks that a Bosa brother will play quarterback this year. I just wanted to throw something out there that a lot of people aren't saying right now because no one is saying that. But the Chargers will win this game. Chargers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of people think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers may take a step back this year, Bone. Yeah. And I think they will, too. I'm taking the boys at home. A lot of people are going to vote for Tom Brady when he's on the Masked Singer. Watch it, Fox, this fall. No, uh, Tampa Bay wins on the road. Tampa Bay. Monday Night Football, Russell Wilson makes his return Broncos at Seattle. A lot of people think that Russell Wilson's going to get cheered before the game. Yeah. Uh, I think he will, too. And I think he wins the game. Denver on the road. A lot of people think Seattle is pretentious, but I found it to be a combination of Pittsburgh and Cleveland with an with an ocean nearby. Uh, but they're losing. Denver's winning on the road. A lot of people think Geno Smith sucks, too. A lot of people think he sucks. That's right. Pick Denver. Give me a point total for that game, Shane. Uh, 52. 52. I, I wrote down. A lot of down, people are going to take the over. I wrote down 51. Oh, you're going to be under. fair to Shane. I'm not, I'm not trying to price his right you there. I just, that's what I wrote down. 51. I had it written down before you said anything. So right, that's Shane, what I'm going with. Good luck, man. I'm rooting for you. Me too. I hope, I hope you kick our ass so you can have the prize. If Shane beats us, he gets a $50 Rusty Bucket gift card. They don't have brunch. That's their new slogan. A lot of people think they don't need it. 
I don't think they need it. Right. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people everywhere, seem to enjoy it without the brunch. Else has brunch. Right. Just have lunch. Yeah. Now, if you want to have breakfast, we can talk, but you don't have to, because no. I love your lunch and dinner options. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, a lot of people said the first two hours, pretty good. <laughs> we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You are going to find some slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Plan about a five-minute backup. More delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. And traffic is slow on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand's mission is to keep vets happy and safe with their forever families. Their exclusive technologies make their containment systems the most advanced on the market, giving your pet freedom to enjoy their yard and new confidence in their safety. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your free consultation. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The best way to kill time between Leanna Ray's traffic reports. You're listening to Man and Bone. Hello. Football Friday. Tool of the Week Friday. Send in your Twitter tools now. At Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Tonight on The Fan, we have the Buckeye Show coming up at 6. Then at 7.15, Crew and Montreal Club de Foot. Mm. Catch all the action right here. Big game for the crew. They're all big down the stretch. Well, they are. They they have dug them. And they're not in a hole. I mean, they are technically in the playoffs right now. But Yeah, but barely. They're... Yeah, they're hanging in that on. that last spot, right? And they have a tough schedule coming up. And if you look at the forecasting that's being done out there, there's plenty of people who do it. But there are a lot of people looking at this team and saying they have a tough road to get into the playoffs because of who they play and how good those teams have been playing. And the records is on the teams right behind them that can still catch them in points. So can't go up to Montreal tonight, take your foot off the gas. You've got to try to get, well, you got to try to get anything. You've got to try to get goals in. That's number one goal. But they need to get three points. And they need to go get a W in a place they're not expected to. But I'm just glad they're playing the game. Because I did see England has canceled every soccer game known to man for the next, I don't know, foreseeable future. So I'm glad at least over here they didn't cancel everything quite yet. Although I saw that they lowered flags here. Yes, they did. Uh, Governor DeWine put that out there. So, all right. They did uh, at in the U.S. Capitol as well. Okay. I mean, it's a nice gesture. Yeah, I mean... It's a nice gesture. I'm just saying it's a nice gesture. Not every nice gesture makes sense to me, but it's a nice gesture. Like, I don't know if... I mean, you fought a war against this country. You won. Yeah, it's been a while, Bone. Been a while. It's been a while. Probably their <laughs> closest ally in the world. All right. I'm you know, saying. I'm just, I get it. I'm just saying. I don't think you do. <laughs> I do get it, actually. I get why they did it. I just think... we don't. I mean, you can send out a statement saying we're deeply sorry to hear about that. We don't have to lower the American flags for it. I'm just saying that's a little weird. That's all. Are we doing that for other countries? I hope so. I hope we are. That's all I'm saying. I think probably. I think if... uh, I mean, I guess I don't know what the equivalent is of a 70-year ruler in... Again... There really is not. Like a fake fake ruler, but a ruler nonetheless. (laughs) 
of Britain, right? That like is a figurehead. I don't know what the, there's no other country that has a comparable thing to this, right? That's why it's unique. I saw they had the Intel uh, groundbreaking ceremony today. What are they making? It? What is this? The groundbreaking for the, the plant? Yeah, the, I think the facility. What there. are they making that plant? Chips? Oh, it's the chip yeah, groundbreaking. It's, the, uh, yeah. it's not the chips you can eat. No, no, no. These are the important chips. Yes, it's Chip. the, high, the high-tech chips that power our entire lives. And I saw the president was there today. president was here. He was there. I was a little disappointed, though, they didn't ask us to MC this. They had Jerry Revish out there, which, all right, let him live. But I think we could have added some more entertainment value to this whole thing. I First think- of all, I'm going to open with a line about how it's great to be back in Licking County, sponsored by YouPorn. I think Licking County is one of the greatest counties in all of Ohio. Come on. I mean, it's no Hawking County, but it's no, right there. No. You're hawking, you're licking, no, you're doing everything. And licking. That's right. <laughs> we could have yeah. added some value to this right. thing today. This is why they didn't invite us, because we can't stop making stupid jokes like that. DeWine yeah. was there. You could have done your DeWine impression DeWine was there. for everybody. I'm very, I'm a big fan of the marching band, the best darn band in the land. I don't think he swears. You think Mike DeWine swears? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I don't get that vibe. Uh, first of all, I think he he would say best damn band. You think he would? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how does it poll? How does it test? If people like it, he'll say it, I think. I'm not referring to the curse word. I'm referring to what beavers build. <laughs> right. So they're built the best band in the land that plays at damn openings. That's what it is? Yes. That's what they are? Okay. Yes. I had no idea. But yeah, he was there, like senators were there. Yeah, everybody was there. Portman was there and um, uh, Sherrod Brown. And I like how both of them, both are taking credit for it. Even like they're both on different sides of almost everything. But they're like, no, 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 we, we, we did this. This is us. Good for you. Did you, uh, and then look, I, we've known about this. We knew this is a big deal. It's bringing tons of jobs. But did you actually see the official dollar amount that Intel is spending? No, I, did, I don't know. I know it's a lot. Like, what do you think it is? Billions of dollars is my well, guess. But what two billion dollars? Twenty. Woo! Twenty billion Hi-ya. dollars. Wow! Just in Central Ohio, Intel must be doing okay. Yeah, they they must be, or they think. Well, how much do you think they're making off of it? If you're investing twenty billion dollars, what do you think you make when this thing's fully operational? Twenty billion dollars, and I think it's twenty thousand jobs. They estimate. Oh, really? Out of this whole thing? Yeah. What do you think happens? I mean, you know, we talk about this in sports, right? Where like famous athlete gets pulled over for speeding, you know, and then they look in the car and they're like, oh, well, sorry, I didn't realize. Oh, you're a star quarterback. Uh, look, uh, I know you're important, so they'll let you off with a warning. Just don't ever do that again. The guy who runs the $20 billion chip plant, yeah. that guy can do 200 miles an hour on a back road in Licking County, and I'm guessing he doesn't even get pulled. He doesn't, they don't even stop him. They're just like, nah, it's okay. $20 billion, that guy. Leave him, let him go. You're talking about the CEO of Intel, or just the guy who runs the whole thing? Whoever they put in charge there, whoever's running that thing, they're like, ah, oh, no, it's a lot of jobs. Let him go. I don't think you get that if you're like the manager at Shoney's, let's say, but like if you run the $20 billion chip you know, plant. You know, we keep bringing up Shoney's, and it's making me miss Shoney's. I know. Well, that's Are why there I, any I Shoney's left? I bring it up because it can't, like, no one's like, hey, I work there. No, you don't, because there's not any of them around there's here. Got, there's got to be some Shoney's left someplace, though. Uh, it, wherever they are, I'll go. I like Shoney's. Mm. You like Shoney's. Yeah. I know there's one, or there used to be one up in uh, 
up in like North Canton area because we went to it last a uh, couple years ago when we were up there. As much as I like Shoney's, buddy, I'm not going to Canton to get Shoney's. I'm just saying that's the only one I can remember seeing recently. I don't know where any other ones are. All right, rundown. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. NFL season opened up last night. The Bills taking it to the Rams, just like I predicted. I love the Bills. Ken Dorsey, my guy. New offensive coordinator there. I think there were more Bills fans in attendance than Rams fans, which... Makes perfect sense, you know, for the first game of the season when you're raising the championship banner, how Rams fans didn't keep their tickets and keep the opposition out. I have no idea, but they're wonderful fans. Yeah. Los Angeles market, I love it so Gotta much. Gotta be there. Gotta be in LA. We know what it is, right? The corporate dollars is why they're there. They're not there because they have awesome fans. And this is also true. There are a lot of diehard football fans who live in LA. There are a lot of fans of everything who live in LA, right? Because it's how many people live there? 8 million, lots, 10 million, know. 12 million, some some large amount lives in Southern California. And there's lots of every fan base there. That's probably where a lot of the Bills fans that were there come from. They probably initially were Bills fans. Maybe they were from that area of New York or whatever, but they now live in LA. And so when their team comes to town, they're going to show up like almost every other team does in LA. There's almost always a, a road element for the home team and the Rams experienced that last night. On a night where they're hoisting the banner up and getting their championship rings and everything else from the Super Bowl victory, it's very bizarre. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing they will probably feel a little bit of some way about the Rams. Let's just get on the road and actually like get out of this weird thing because that's three games in a row that have been weird for them. Niners game was weird in the NFC Championship game. More fans for them than there were for the Rams. Then you had the Super Bowl, which was great, but it was also just a, it's weird, right? Yeah, it's Playing in the Super Bowl. And then last night was probably weird for them too. They probably can't wait to actually just play a normal game again, but I'm quite sure they would play again tomorrow if they could, because they want to forget about how that was last night. That was a dominant, uh, and that too, dominant performance by the Bills. Matt Stafford said they had to uh, go silent count last night, like they did in the NFC Championship game, just because the road noise was, road noise, opposing crowd was so loud yeah. at home. Buckeyes getting ready for Arkansas State tomorrow. Noon kick. Our pregame coverage starts 6.30 in the a.m. Buckeyes are sponsored. They are favored by 44.5 in this game. We saw the offense struggle against Notre Dame, a defense that I think is pretty good. This Arkansas State team, that too, should not give you much resistance. I'm expecting to see the offense come out and look like the offense we expect to see most of the season. Yeah, I feel like defensively, the coaches probably are going to look at this, you know, the guys on this team and say, all right, there's a lot of you didn't get to play last week. We had a lot of guys out there for a lot of snaps. You know, they, they didn't rotate like they did last year. I bet they look at those guys. They look at some of the players maybe on offense who also thought, man, I thought I was going to get in more and I didn't. But they look at those players and say, you want a chance to prove that? When you get in here, don't let us take you out of the game. Make make us keep you in the game because there's going to be a lot more opportunities today. Uh, I'm guessing that's what the players are going to be told tomorrow morning or what they've been told all week. So we'll see that aspect of it. Will they cover this, what is it, 44, 44 and a half? 44 and a half, yeah. What's the score? What are you picking? I'd love to say like 48 to 3 to say yes, they cover. So I'm going to say that, 48 to 3. 62 Ooh. to nothing. Woo! <laughs> Yeah! Let's go! Let's Defense go! Defense pitches a shutout. 
College Football Playoff Committee got together yesterday and talked about moving up the 12-team model to 2024. Kevin Warren said he was optimistic going into the meeting, and he's even more optimistic going out of the meeting. Because as much as Greg Sankey, Sankey, commissioner of the SEC, probably wants to delay this to 2026 out of spite, because it was his idea and nobody wanted to jump on board, and now he's saying, well, I don't know, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't. There's just too much money to be made. I I would be shocked if we didn't get this 12-team expansion in two years. Yeah, I would be shocked by that, too. There's too much money to be made, and there's there's too many people who look at the dollar signs first and every other thing second in college football. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that is the way it goes. If, Like you've heard, there have been people who say it. Well, when we looked at bringing in USC and UCLA, the first concern we had was, how does this fit in with our student athletes? Get out of here. You know why you did that. You expanded because that's a big TV market. We just talked about that with the Rams. It's a big TV market. It expands your nationwide footprint. You're trying to compete with the SEC for TV dollars. That is why you did that. And that is why you will add other teams if you can, whether it's, you know, Washington, whether it's Stanford or Oregon or Notre Dame, fingers crossed, but whatever it is, that's what's driving expansion. That's what's going to drive this playoff model, and that's what's going to drive getting it done as quickly as possible. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. NFL season just started last night. We're already talking about the Super Bowl. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Plan on some slowdowns in that area. And more delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow there as well. Starting report is sponsored by Beacon Roofing. Beacon understands that every second counts. That's why they use their unique network of branches to get roofers what they need when they need it. Products from top brands like GAF and orders delivered on time and complete. Go to BECN.com to start building with Beacon today. Beacon always building. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Football Friday. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Dick Masher Ford fan poll. What happens tomorrow? Buckeyes win by 1 to 21. Oh, wow. That is a... Boy, I tell you what. If they win by 21... I'd be a little disappointed. I'd be a lot disappointed if they win by one. So Buckeyes, that's a spread. Buckeyes win by 22 to 44. Okay. Buckeyes win by 45 plus or Arkansas State wins. Well, considering I said it was going to be 62 to nothing. I think you're going 45 I guess plus. I'll take 45 plus. Yeah, I think that's right. I'll go. Uh, I said 48 to three. So I'll say 45 plus. NFL season just started, but some people are already talking about the Super Bowl, specifically Super Bowl ads. The game is on Fox this year. Fox says that they're already more than 95% sold out for the game, and 30-second ads are going for more than $7 million. Mm. That is an all-time high. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's not slowing down anytime soon, right? There's been no evidence from the TV advertiser world that if you advertise in the Super Bowl, it's not worth your dime in some level. Now, some of the bigger advertisers in the past, right? I know we had some yeah, Anheuser companies that had said we're not bothering Pepsi with it this year. Isn't going to be like the halftime sponsor, but you know what? It doesn't matter because other companies are just lining up to take their place. Right? It's almost it's almost like a prestige thing too. If you're a, uh, I don't know, not not a traditional like uh, Fortune 500 company, but you're an, an upstart company, you're a newer company. Maybe you've broken through in the last few years, and now you're flush with cash. It's almost one of those things where you can say, look what we can afford to do. We can put an ad in the Super Bowl. So there, there's that element of it, too. Now, maybe if five or ten years go by and all those companies are like, yeah, everybody that does that ends up going bankrupt in a couple years. I don't think that's going to be the case. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, maybe then it starts to go back down, but there's still plenty of companies who are like, finally, we have a chance to do this. Let's make it happen. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have cut off contract talks. Reports are that the Ravens said, all right, that's enough. We're not going to come to any sort of agreement. Season starts this weekend. Let's not be distracted. So no contract talks. You know, you you have to wonder, will they get something done during the season, even though they say contract talks have been stopped and Lamar Jackson said he's not wanting to negotiate during the season? Or do they wait until after the season's over? Because here are the choices right now. They either tag him or sign him long term. And I said yesterday, I normally will have no problem calling a player's bluff, saying they won't play on a tag, because 99% of the time they will. I mean, we saw that from Jesse Bates this year, and breaking news, he's there, playing on the tag, right? right. Because most players will just give that up. I kind of believe Lamar Jackson when he says it. So if they tag him, I... I don't know if you can count on him being your quarterback next year. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can either. The other part of this, though, that for him is the clearly the huge risk is the way he plays, and it's brilliant to watch. It does have, I mean, any any play in football, you have the chance of getting hurt, right? I mean, guys have gotten hurt just yeah. You know, but to your point, that's a huge part of his game. Yeah, he takes a lot of shots, and he doesn't take them the way most players do. Who you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who get more beat up than him that never run, never out of the pocket. Because they're just standing targets. He usually is able to glance. If he does get hit, it's not that hard. But all it takes is one. And then, you know, you have next year looks a lot different. And then then maybe the tag happens and he says, all right, fine, I get it. I'll what is the there's what's the difference again between whatever the two different ways you can get tagged are? Because there's, there's like the, the non exclusive tag. Yes. And, and the number on that for this season. Now next year it would be different. It's twenty nine point seven million, but the exclusive the tag, exclusive tag is like forty some forty five and a half, yeah. which would probably go up too. There's, I think the the non exclusive tag means another team can match the the number, right? Yes, I think so that's they're, right. They're, you're not doing that. That's I would not assume happening. then they yeah they would tag him at forty five plus million dollars next year, which is a lot of cash to turn down. And if let's say this is coming off a season where he does get hurt, I guess that's the only. I mean, there's a downside there, but it's a downside that leads you to only signing for $45 million and then having to do this all over again. Or again, it, that, there's nothing saying the Ravens couldn't just look at it and go, well, we saw enough anyway, and now we're now maybe you'll accept this this deal we're offering. Maybe they'll come closer in the offseason. I don't know. This is a, certainly, it, it, it may be done for real. It may not be. Maybe they come through and get something worked out, but 
Yeah, it's it's a big risk he's taking. Well, I, I mean, it's yes, you're right. It is a big risk when you're looking at these, you know, huge contracts that are up for grabs, and you know, does he get two hundred and something million dollars guaranteed? I don't know. This year, though, on his fifth year option, he is making twenty three million dollars. Oh, I know, and that. it makes that. That's what I mean. Is that you know, when you hear a lot of guys talking about like Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has leverage, but Dak Prescott also was making at some point in his career five hundred thousand dollars. Right. right yeah. he, he wasn't making $23 million when he said, I want a new contract. Lamar Jackson, assuming he's not out there just spending all his money on stupid stuff, he could go away tomorrow and be set forever. Yeah. Well, we've seen a lot of guys who are around his age as far as players that play four or five years in the league, get a bunch of money. And then for whatever reason, like guys, not as famous as him, not as not as the high profile position as him, but who have just said, yeah, I made a lot of money, and I I don't need this job. I don't need the headache. I don't need all that. I'm good, and I don't know. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think he'll walk away like, you know, uh, Andrew Luck did. I don't think that's going to happen. But there is there is precedent for that occurring, and he's made a lot more money than most players in his position have. I understand his position though fully because you see the numbers that are getting thrown out there for a guy that got suspended. I wonder what's being an offered an entire to him. year, and that guy gets a guaranteed $230 million. I understand him looking in the division and saying, why am I not getting something in that ballpark? Yeah, I wonder how close to that ballpark they've gotten. I don't know. You're right. If if it comes out later that the Ravens offered him 250 guaranteed and he turned it down, I mean, I then, sure, I don't see his position there, but I'm guessing that's not what's going on. I'm guessing there's some somewhere in between whatever Deshaun Watson was offered or around that ballpark and then something much less and the Ravens have been working their way up to that but clearly they didn't get close enough to try to get this stitched up I assume he's not you know I know he doesn't have an agent so maybe he is maybe every single offer maybe every single meeting that he has with the Ravens whoever's negotiating this contract on behalf of the Ravens maybe he's in on every single meeting and to me that would be very awkward I know a lot of guys say well I can separate business and emotions But, you know, that's a tough thing, too. If you're sitting on a Zoom call or you're in a room with a guy and you throw out a number and then that guy throws out a number and they explain why they don't think you're worth the number that you want. That's why a lot of these guys hire representatives, because they don't want to deal with the minutia of that because egos can get bruised and feelings can be hurt. Yeah, I I totally understand why you don't necessarily want to handle that yourself but the reality is this season they're probably not going to get anything done and they're going to play this season out and both sides are taking a risk for sure although you know what i saw pointed out and i i'm pretty sure because i think this is all correct based on what i remember of that season but the last time the ravens entered a season with a quarterback playing on the last year of his deal there were conversations about tagging him afterwards that would have been 2012 that would have been Joe Flacco. That would have been the year they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So there is some similarity there. Because I'm pretty sure right after that, right, he got his big deal. That offseason. There was the yeah. whole thing where he went and after he signed the deal, he went to McDonald's and went through the drive-thru and got like a 20-piece chicken Well, nugget. they had to. They, they they won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? Right. And then they're like, well, I guess, is he worth it? Well, we just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course have, he, We you, have to. Yeah. And he, I'm, it wasn't like he was god-awful. He ended up being god awful later in the deal yeah clearly but in that yes we all know about the like broncos defender falling down and that 
kind of ridiculous pass that ended up somehow scoring a touchdown. But he had a lot of throws that looked really good at the he time. He was an important part of that team. That wasn't like Trent Dilfer. Right. But I'm saying also, and I've brought this up many a time, Anquan Bolden and other receivers on that team, they made a, a hell of a ton of plays right. for him. You're right. And I, I remember at the time when he got that deal, I said, yeah, send some edible arrangements out to all your wide receivers. Send them some, send them, I mean, whatever you want, because they helped you get that. But I believe that was the final year of his deal. They won the Super Bowl. He got the big contract. So maybe that'll happen. Maybe it'll history will repeat itself for the Ravens. Tool of the week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for. You'll find some backups on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Plan on some slowdowns in that area. And more delays on 670 westbound between Grandview Avenue and I-70. This traffic report is sponsored by Beacon Roofing. Beacon understands that every second counts. That's why they use their unique network of branches to get roofers what they need when they need it. Products from top brands like GAF and orders delivered on time and complete. Go to BECN.com to start building with Beacon today. Beacon always building. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. Conrad's, the Buckeye State store, is moving. New location announced soon. Always open and now with free shipping at ConradsOSU.com. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Uh, Curtis says, my guys. Chubby time! My tool of the week is Gene Smith for not wanting to put the money into the shoe for home site playoff games and a possible winter classic when Meat Chicken Stadium is 95 years old and Notre Dame Stadium is 92 years old and both have held a winter classic. There you go. Hashtag GTH. Good call. Uh, It's cold outside and she hands me my raincoat, says. Hmm. It's 3 a.m. I must be horny. Bye, guys. I wrestled in North Korea. My tool is death for taking the queen. I would blame man, but unlike Bo, he was honoring her with his impressions, not wishing her dead. Let's get dead Paul Harvey, Larry King, and the queen piped in for afternoons from the great beyond. Maybe someday we'll see that. Who knows? Copper Dong says, my guys. You're going to see Graham, Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack. My tool of the week is my brain for my dream last night. I dreamt man was sitting with me on my couch, both of us shirtless, saying, look at us, two members of the Man Boob Society. Wife walked in, had a look of horror on her face. Dream ended with me saying, I can explain. Wow. Wow. That's quite the dream there, Copper Dong. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Mark says, my guys. They got their hands on a lot of balls. My tool of the week goes to Netflix for enticing me to watch the Manti, Manti Teo documentary about his fake dead girlfriend and showing Manti's senior season, which reminded me that was the year Ohio State went 12-0, and should have beat Alabama instead of Notre Dame vomiting all over itself. No, Mark, it's even worse, because Ohio State wouldn't have played Alabama. They would have played that Notre Dame team. Probably. Yeah, we don't know how it would have all shaken who, out. Who the hell knows what happens there? Yeah. 
Uh, Jeff's Gentleman Sausage says, My Not Jen Winters. My tool of the week is the douche nozzle who thinks it's okay to go left of center as he passes me and swipes my car with his trailer and never stops. Oh, no. Hashtag GTA. No, 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 no. That's all bad. Sorry to hear that, Jeff, or your gentleman sausage, whoever I'm addressing. Uh, BG says, my dudes. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. My tool of the week is Degenerate T-Bone for introducing the idea of SEC only fans to the universe. Can only imagine the likes of Phyllis, the heart attack guy, and a guy drinking 25 beers, having a good time on there, and it ain't pretty. Paul! That is the safe word, just so you know. Paul! Paul! Uh, Phil says, my tool of the week is the guy in the bathroom talking on his phone that gave me a poopy, no pun intended, look when I flushed the urinal. Don't talk on your phone in the bathroom tool. No. No, that's not good. That's... Well, I don't understand why people think it's your fault that they did something that causes that. He's like, yeah, I'm going to look bad on the phone in the bathroom. Yeah, so don't be on the phone in the bathroom. That's a, that's a your problem. Fat Topanga says, common man is my tool. Your wife is right. There was a Matchbox 20 concert here in Columbus where Rob Thomas came out during a Maroon 5 set and said they'll be filling stadiums soon. He didn't mention they would be more successful. LOL. Wow, wow shots fired. that. I like how everybody, every band in that conversation had a thing and with started with M and then a number. Matchbox 20, Maroon 5. Way to go, everybody. Let's not be original. Meat Sweat says, my guys. But he's sort of much more erect. My tool of the week is NBC for having a rock legend for the opening game, the NFL season, and only showing 10 seconds before cutting to Cottonmouth Tony Dungy fumbling with words and the rest of the crew. I, Hashtag go to hell. I didn't understand when they showed Ozzy for, yes, like a brief five or ten seconds, and then they were like, oh, all right, well, that's an idiotic thing to do. We're not going to show that. And it's like, but but it's the halftime. You, you guys show idiotic stuff all the time for the halftime show. Why can't I have my idiotic stuff? Yes, I know he's not the best metal act you could get right now, but he's Ozzy. Can't we see it? And let us be the judge. Colin says, my guys. Well, I don't like Facebook. My tool of the week is Common Man and or String Bean or whoever calls the shots around there for mm. teasing a full show of inappropriate Tim Hall clips. Clips? Clips? And not delivering. Just take it. I, did you tease that? I know you said, I said that. I said well, I wanted you, you to You said it. you wanted it, but it never, it's not, it's not happened yet. No, it may happen. Someday. Uh, what is this? I don't know what this is. Hmm? Mr. D Pro, Dr. No, Pro. Mr. Dr. Pro, Professor Friend Zone, it looks oh, like. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My guys. Absolute drunken orgies. My tool of the week goes to my coworker who always complains about his job and how he's going to leave, but then tells me not to take his job if he does leave, even though it's my dream job and I would kill to have it. Oh. That's weird. Would you kill him to have it? Well, see, now that's also... Maybe he's worried about you killing him. Maybe don't send this stuff out. Maybe don't do it, first of all. But then also don't send out tweets that imply... Like, if that guy shows up dead, they're going to go to this tweet and go, Well, we do see this tweet here. This is not looking great for Mr. Dr. Professor Friendzone. Uh, Eric says, my guy... I want to kiss you. Tool of the week goes to the neighbor who keeps his dog outside in the colder months. The dog howls throughout the night, which causes my dog to go nuts... 
and wakes us up every time, at least four times a week. Oh, no. I need my sleep. No, 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 no. So he just knows this is coming, because obviously it hasn't been cold yet. Well, right, but I don't... Who does this? Why do you have a dog? Why would you leave your dog outside? Stupid. You could have just ended with, why do you have a dog? And I agree. No. Why do I don't, you have a dog? I don't agree with that. I don't know why you leave your dog outside. Uh, pleasure sauce, says my guys. The male doesn't fit into the female. My tool of the week is Her Royal Majesty's Corgi Executioner. How could you? <laughs> I don't think they killed the dog. I think they did. What, you're saying the monarchy hasn't overseen a lot of killing over the years, Mike? I think they could off a few corgis. I think that'd be perfectly fine with them. Uh, hot girl says my guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. My tool of the week is the D-bag driver that had to get around me in the congested school pickup traffic only to have to back up about four cars behind me for the ambulance that was coming. There's a reason we're all stopped. Pay attention, bum. Mm. Go to hell. Yeah. Good. That's that's good. <laughs> I like the usage of bum. We've had a lot of bum the last couple a lot days. Of bum. And it warms Pay my heart. Pay attention, bum. Uh, Zane says, my guys. Twitters and twatters. My tool of the week is FC Cincinnati for killing Queen Elizabeth. It's clear she couldn't stand to potentially see that poverty franchise make the playoffs. That's right. She had to get out of here before that happened. Hopefully it never does. Well, you know what? They killed Harambe. Now they've also killed the Queen. Way to go, guys. Way to go, Cincinnati. You suck. Clowney says, my guys. Some early onions. My tool of the week is my boss's nine-year-old son who punched me in the nuggets at an event for no reason whatsoever. Hmm. This behavior reminds me of a young man from Catholic school in Chicago I used to be the lunch lady at. Clowny always remembers, Hmm. Michael. Wow. I never punched Clowny in the privates. But someone did punch. Emotionally, I did. Hmm. I see. And I feel bad about it, Clowny. You should feel bad. Pick a winner. I'm giving it to Hot Girl for the... uh, the car line pickup where someone drove out in front of, uh, I mean, that's not hot girl. I just want you to know is not the actual Twitter handle. No, we're I, we're I can't, editing. I can't say we're the editing Twitter the Twitter handle, handle because it's but not, I do approve of it, I, <laughs> but I can't say I it. it Congratulations, hot girl. You get a $50 gift card to Conrad's hmm. back page coming up. Common man and T-bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a crash on Wilson Road south of West Broad Street. This accident does involve injuries. Please be careful over here as traffic begins to build. You'll also find some delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. That's going to be a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom-printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends on October 1st. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign. For details, this is your sign to print big at Staples. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. 
Buckeye Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. A couple of good-looking dudes. Mm-hmm. Happy oh, Friday. Yeah, you too, Timmy. You God. are a handsome man. Well, thank you, Bone. Of course. Panama Ted. Oh, he's a handsome man. Bodie's back there, just handsome dudes everywhere you look. Why are we on the radio? (laughs) Well, you're not. You're a TV star. That's right. You are on TV a lot. We need like we need like some YouTube content where we can just sort of show ourselves off. What happened to Fan TV? That's dead now. Yeah, it's not dead. Dead. It's just on hiatus. It'll be. I see. It'll return. You said you said something before the break. I want to. Tyvis won't be with me tonight because he's doing high school football. I saw Tim May out there. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about a piece of man candy. Tim May. There you go. That's a handsome man. He could admit when a dude looks good. He's comfortable enough, right? Everybody But Tyvis got all squeamish when we were talking about, what was the the topic per se? Quarterbacks? Hottest quarterbacks quarterbacks in the the NFL. Most handsome quarterbacks. Yeah. 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 I just said hottest, but whatever. Same thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Younger and Same hotter. <laughs> Hot. Hot. He did. He got, he got very squeamish about yes, it. Yes, he did. Didn't want to talk about he it. He made right. some joke about dudes in the locker room, and he's like, no, I just keep my head up high. I just look at their faces. I just picture him looking at the ceiling the entire time. <laughs> well, again, I mean, I, I would tend to think, like, I, I would think that you're able to look at any person, like, in public and say, all right, that's a that's a person who's handsome yeah. that's a person who it doesn't mean you want to have sex with no them, right but you like, can appreciate yes. the beauty yes. right like i i can look at myself as someone who is obese and say but i'll I tell you know, right now i do want to have sex well with that's you. great but some people are into that and that's fine i'm just saying i could look at myself and say i get it on the scale of handsome people i'm not that high on it and i'm okay with that it doesn't bother me but what i'm saying is like tyvis that's a guy who's in shape. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is a former NFL player, obviously, that, but he is like staying on top of it. Yeah. You know what you look like when you see yourself. That's the point. Don't you have some reference point of, yes, among people who are attractive, I fit in well with that group or I don't. I think everyone is he, able to do that. He will come in here and make a big deal about being 218 and not 214 in his post-playing career. And he's... Not got a mental image. He's trying to keep himself looking good, working on his abs, working on the biceps and the triceps because he knows it looks good. So he's That's upset why. that he's carrying an extra four pounds. Yeah, man. Yep. Meanwhile, he came in here double fisting some Sonic drinks well, the other day. Sounds delicious. Sounds delicious. I want to do that. Where do you go to get it's happy guess, hour? Probably. That's Where, right. I forgot. Sonic has the happy Sonic. hour. No, but I'm saying, where do you go get those? <laughs> I mean, where's the closest one, Tim? Some of us just uh, don't go on uh, Olentangy River Road. Bone, is it still open? You are slipping with this weight loss if you don't know where the closest Sonic is right now. It's bad, right? Yes, it's right there. Well, he had it. Here's yep. the problem, because I've, I've known a couple to be open, I thought, and then I've driven by and seen not open. And so I didn't know if that was just temporary or permanent. So maybe what, last time I drove by there, maybe I... Said that one looked. I have, a, I have a special memory with that Sonic. Oh, you know we had our child right there at the hospital, right? Okay, right the Sonic. The the Sonic has a hospital in the back. If you go back <laughs> there, you get you get cute little pellet ice, and babies are born what the, what there. The That's the hell what they is do. that right off three fifteen. Yes, I know. I made it spraying all over the place. <laughs> 
What's the name? What is it? Methodist? It's, oh. it's uh, Riverside. 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 Yes. Riverside. Anyway, Riverside. So, two of my kids are born there as well, for what it's worth, and well, I forgot. I forget. Anyway, anyway, so, so, Sonic or at Methodist? At Sonic, in the parking lot. We so pushed the at, button, had a baby, brought us some coats. Get some tots with it. We're at yeah. Riverside. Yeah. She just, you know, pushed a human being out of her nethers. Yeah. Tired. She looks at me and says, go get me some real food. And yeah, so I, I went I went to the Sonic drive-thru right there. And that's what we ate. That's delicious. What a great story. We sat in the hospital room with the baby and we all had Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gave I, the baby some licks too. Just right off the bat. <laughs> he's he's right like, hey man, gotta start him young. Well, I mean, you were already putting a little uh, Jack Daniels in the bottle in the formula. So I get yeah. it. You just had to do what you had to do to get some sleep. Totally. Yeah, yeah drink time at a Sonic was a big thing. I was uh, just out of college, and we had a Sonic that was near where we were working. We would probably make five trips to that Sonic a week for oh, the drinks, the, the big styrofoam the, cups, yeah. yeah, the happy hour. I think you mentioned that the cherry limeades. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I was more drink a fan. them all day. I was Mike. more a fan of the ocean all water. Day. You ever have the ocean water? Ocean water. That's like it's blue. It's oh. just like a blue drink they had that was very like tropical huh. and very delicious. It okay. was okay. Okay. Like I their version they, of a baja blast. No, it wasn't as good as baja blast, like a, but it was fine. You like the baja? You like I'll the baja? I'll tell you. I'll tell you the real fat ass insider thing to do there. I don't know if they still have them. They had those uh, cinnabon mm. cinnamon pocket things where it's like a a deep fried little pocket of joy. <sighs> With cinnamon frosting stuff inside. And then they give you a side of cream cheese oh. dip. Oh. Of, the, of the cream cheese icing to like then put on top and just. My peepee's moving. Oh my God. They it's had a four. You know, they thought, had a four and an eight piece. Did I ever at one uh, time. Four? No. no. But did I ever get two of the eight pieces mm. one time? Mm. Yes. I thought of you guys the other day. Took the kid to Krispy Kreme for a little before school donuts. Yeah. Had uh, ordered a three pack because we weren't going to take any home. So, and he wanted a specialty donut too. So we each had a couple. And I think I waited four minutes and 19 seconds. They were hot off the tracks. So they had just enough time to quick harden, quick dry, but they were steaming hot. And oh, when I bit into that thing, what happened? I don't actually want to know. What happened, Spoogey King? How'd it go for you? (laughs) You're right. It was without a doubt the best taste these buds have ever had. I got it. Right then, right there. What's coming up on the Buckeyes show? So good. (laughs) Nothing in the world. No movement, right, come no on. feeling come would on. top that. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> we're getting ready for Arkansas State. What do you want to hear? That's what we're doing. <laughs> the Back Page. The Back yeah. Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. That crew game. That's going to be, I don't want to hear it. I actually want to hear you just keep going about that donut. That's before, all I want to hear. Before I bit it, I gave it a real soft touch <laughs> right on the cheek. And then started the work. All I have for you here is uh, Peppa Pig is introducing the first same-sex couple onto their show. They've been on the air 18 years. My kids watch Peppa Pig. Let them live. Good job, Peppa Pig. Enjoy. So watch that and listen to people on uh, Peppa Pig's show speak in delightful British accents. I enjoy that show very much. I also love it because now they forced my kids to say things like Zed instead of zero. 
when they're mm. talking about, or not zero, Z. When they say the letter Z, they say, let us said. But there you go. Good for Peppa the, Pig. The problem with, uh, and my daughter, like 90% of the shows she watches are British shows. Yeah. Paddington and Peppa Pig and right. Aqua something, whatever the hell she Aquanauts. watches. Aquanauts. Aquatots. Aquaman. Not, no, it's not. Uh, Jason Momoa. It's something. It. I don't know what it yep. is. But she was with me in the car the other day, and I said, we have to stop for gas. And she said, you mean petrol? Petrol. Yeah. Said, yeah, okay, we'll stop for petrol. <laughs> Lovely. Opening the boot. Yeah. Gotta do all that, yeah. Boot. Oh, whoa, 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 nope. whoa. I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything. Whoa. I didn't hear anything. Did they cancel Peppa Pig because the queen died, or are they going to let the kids watch those shows still? I don't know. Film at 11. Wow, you're so angry. Okay, cancel everything else, Tim. Have a little respect yeah, for the queen. We have respect. So we can go out with our lives. Angry. I think we can still do things. My God. We can't take a day? We can't take it. Can't we, put the flag down? Can't take down? a month? We don't need a month? It's going to be a month, Tim, I'm telling you. You know, cancel one of his soccer games, he flies off That's the That's exactly right. It was all of them, by the way, not just one. It was all the games I wanted to watch oh. this week. They're all canceled. Well, you know what? You got college football. Have fun. I do. That's right. Yeah, you don't what am need, I going to do in the morning? You don't need your English Premier League what am matches I do before for one noon. weekend. Before noon, what am I going to watch? <laughs> watch the uh, no. Watch the, the early morning games. They got uh, F1 qualifying tomorrow. Oh, that I can you watch. You can watch that. Did they let that go? That Keeping that alive? It's in Manza. Okay. Well, I will watch that. That's great. Okay. Buckeye Show's next. Cruise Soccer at 7.15. We are back Monday for Reaction slash Erection Monday. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on Wilson Road south of West Broad Street. Please be very careful over here. The crash does involve injuries. Caution is advised. And a crash on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Slowdowns there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples offer tech solutions and accessories for learners, small business, and remote workers from the latest laptops to networking solutions. Apple AirPods Pro are only $199. You save $50. Offer ends in the 10th. Limit 2. Explore the latest tech solutions at Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray. Have a great weekend. I'm fan traffic every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a u.s-based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts fraudulent loans or other losses from identity theft alone all backed by the lifelock million dollar protection package Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.